1: Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show, episode number 210. I am your host, Travis. We are live in studio here, wrapping up all the action from round 8 of the 2022 Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Series from Washougal. Across the table from me, as always, the original OG co-host, full-time co-host, it is the one and only Justin Hartzell. Hi, buddy. What's up, bud? Just hanging out. I, you know what I really hate right now, or what I really hate is that I've gotten to the point here where I, uh, I can't, when you show up, mm-hmm. I have so much I want to talk to you about mm-hmm. as far as like the racing side oh, yeah. of things go, but I can't yeah. right, because we got to talk about it on the show, yeah. and I don't yeah. want to get you all wound up before the show. You're gonna, so, you think you're going to say something that's going to get me wound up today? I, I don't know. Maybe. Oh. We'll see. Well, I mean, I mean, you, oh, yeah, probably. Actually, actually, yes.
2: You already have something in your mind that you think is going to get wound up? I have up? two things,
1: yes. Oh, okay. So, anyway. I'm, I
2: actually can't think of off the top of my head what they would be, because like, I feel like yesterday was a lot of stuff
1: going on, but I don't feel like anything you're going to say that would wind me up, but okay, I'm interested have Two no. things. Okay, but cool. It's okay, but All it's right. fine. I'm looking forward to that. Um Yeah, so anyway, yeah, so that's always a real debbie downer is i have to try to make small talk with other things but yeah. we're, we are going on a trip in the in the fall so that or yeah. early winter so that yep. that helps we have some things oh yeah to chat about with that yep. and and yeah some other things but yeah it's, it's really weird it's really weird yeah so, well you know also just want to let you know my mother listened to our show from last week mm-hmm. said it was possibly one of the best shows we've ever done
2: she said that so is she talking about the most recent show or is she talking about southwick I don't remember. I think it was... So, I, yeah, so actually, I think it was that? the one I was
1: screaming on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. Nah, that was a good one. that was a good one. So, all right, before we get started here, let's uh, go ahead and thank our sponsors. So, first up, I want to thank our presenting sponsors. First off, boom, Energy Fuel, which is what we have in our cups here. Best fucking drink out there. Keep yourself fueled, energized, and strong from start to finish. Pick yours up today at CoachRobStore.com. Link in the description down below. We have the Fruit blend this is our first time trying it mm-hmm. um it's actually uh very good and it is very um easy on the intake yes. it's not obviously sugary it's not uh overly strong taste wise so it, uh, it me and justin were talking we are like this stuff is perfect for the races because it's it's almost essentially, uh, how do we want to put this, like a flavored water?
2: Yeah, it'd be, like, it'd be like drinking sparkling water just without the acidicness yeah, of it. So, yeah. Like, yeah, it would go down really easy, which that's the whole point. Like. Yeah, it, it's it, for training purposes, so you want it to go down easy. You don't want
1: like a lot of after effects. Basically, it's going to make it super easy for me between Motos to chug down to get something in my system when it's hot. I almost feel like this would be easier to drink than cold water even. Yeah, yeah,
2: because you know, obviously, you want cold water because you know, R- Coach Rob debunked the theory that everybody's like, "Oh yeah, warm wa- warm <laughs> water is better for you," and he's like, nah, it's bullshit." going I but- chug this, then my Coca Cola. <laughs> That's after, but you know how sometimes cold water it can be kind of it can be kind of hard to yeah. You know, mm-hmm. With this stuff, I feel like, even with you know you got ice cubes, but like even with it room temperature. It just
1: go down really easy and then it's doing its job so yeah i cold beverages so i mean i do too but like yeah so anyway uh so this is getting a thumbs up rating from us here Mm -hmm. uh so yeah so if you are an athlete and uh you need this this stuff is literally designed to be drank essentially between motos Mm -hmm. on hot days and stuff like that when your body needs to work harder at cooling yourself off than it does at digesting so um yeah so no this stuff is great we're pumped to have him pumped to have it on the show we're pumped mm. to have it as a sponsor we're pumped to have it in studio here to get energized from is there i didn't check is there caffeine in it probably not no i don't but think it's so it's too natural for yeah that.
2: too much too much organicness. But, uh, but
1: either way yeah no it, like i said perfect for those hot race days we actually were talking because we're going to be at vet fest at redbud coming up here on the uh 19th of august oh, so. and uh we were like i was joking with Justin. i was like man if it's as hot as last year because for those of you who don't remember i did go last year to vet fest And I raced my first moto and I went home because it was 2,000 degrees outside. Like, we were literally in the asshole of the sun. Uh, This would be perfect for that because it would be super easy to digest and make happen. So, anyway, um, also on board with us here helping present the show, Premier Custom Trailers. If you need a trailer, commercial or residential, Premier Custom Trailers has what you need. They work with the best manufacturers in the industry and specialize in all your trailer needs. Sales, service, parts, or rentals, they do it all. Premiercustomtrailers.com, located 5 minutes south of Kalamazoo on US 131 in Schoolcraft, Michigan. They put the custom in customer service. I have one of those also. Works great. Toes great. I do need some tow mirrors, though. I can't see shit behind me, so i got to buy those. I've, I found them on eBay last night. i got to buy them. Nice. Um, and our final presenting sponsor, been with us since the beginning, TLR Coatings. That's why they're on the banner there, because they've been with us forever. Uh, Michigan's number... <coughs> dime... Michigan's number one custom powder coating shop. From two-tone wheels to motorcycle frames to small batch production jobs, TLR Coatings will powder coat anything the right way, uh, as long as it's metal. If you're looking for some custom coating, they do that too. TLR Coatings, serving Southwest Michigan and the surrounding areas for over five years. Check them out at TLRCoatings.com or on all the social media networks at TLR Coatings. Also on board with us, Alias Sport, providing us with uh, prizes and all our CBD needs for the fantasy show that we do during Supercross. I am a fantasy champion, by the way. I am dominating. You have four rounds. I don't know how many points you are behind me. You have four rounds.
2: I'll beat you. You thought you won last. You thought you beat me last week, and the only reason you beat Honestly, me. Honestly, if
1: the, if I would have had last week stacked on top of this week, you'd be hard pressed. Unless I have a really yeah, bad round. but that's the thing, though. You didn't, and the only reason you beat me this round is because I got a fat goose egg out of Lance Cobush. And I had a Garrett March fans, It's fine. We're all... We're yeah, all but you
2: play. also got Justin Cooper first lap Before later. All, yes,
1: I did. FFL. I You're was rooting for him to, uh... Yeah, I don't do that that stuff. first lap, and then go ahead and just tuck the front a little bit. Not get hurt, but just tuck the front a little bit so Jack could get by, and then we were cool. Yeah. Anyway, uh... The Dirt Bike Depot. Helping us out, again, with some stuff for the fantasy show, and, uh helping us out bring in Kevin Morans, who will be on the show here in just a few minutes. Uh, also, JT Cycle on board with us. They help us out locally with all of our bike needs and things like that. Adept Creative Co. for all of our graphics needs, which, by the way, wait till you see what the old 2BDF don't look like next year. You got a hold of Eric? I haven't texted him yet. I was looking on the website yesterday. They have a sick Yamaha old-school graphics kit already. Nice. We're just going to have to drop in the logos that we got And it's going to go Beautifully With those purple bars
0: Maybe and then we I'm can... going to have to call
1: up Not a sponsor of the show But Guts Racing And get myself a uh, complete racing solution Seat cover in the correct colorways That we need Maybe we can debut it when we're down in uh, Kansas In October at a certain thing I don't think we're going to debut it then uh, That's stupid I'm not gonna debut it to hit the deck at a supercross. <laughs> like that would be dumb. It'll debut 2023. It'll be sick. Uh, also on board with us, Gutter Works for all of your gut, gutter needs. Gutter needs. <laughs> Seamless gutters. Uh, Isaac Nelson Designs for the bringing you the Dylan Danger Zone shirt, as well as the new TLR coding logo. Not TLR coatings, as well as the new Moto Aftermaster logo, and hopefully some other logos here soon. But I gotta send him a shirt here. I got to check into he had a kid. Really? Yeah, it that's was, awesome. Uh, during super supercross season. Oh, okay. I think April. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, so fresh dad. Probably style. had his hands full for a while then. Yep. <clears throat> so um and then thanks to uh, our media partner Clutch Media there hopefully his foot sealed up. I need to text him too. I've been so busy I haven't texted anybody about anything so. Um if you want to support th- oh and our final sponsor Jesus Christ I always forget it because I have them written over here like mm-hmm. I'm fucking terrible at this Mike's gonna shoot me. Literally and yeah, metaphorically. No pun intended no pun on intended. that one. Uh, Holster coat For all your Kydex holsters for things that go bang, bang, hey, and boom, boom, and beep, beep, and bop, bop. Or if you're in the Kalamazoo, Michigan area or somewhere of the local surrounding areas, they also do have a showroom that they sell things that go bang, bang, bang boom, bang. boom bop, 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 beep, beep. Yep, all that kind of good stuff, so check them out. Uh, links for all of our sponsors in the description down below. If you want to support us, we have merch links like the Dylan Danger Zone shirt, which everybody needs to get because he is coming back for oh, Nadilla. So excited. The champ is back, bitches! So excited. Anyway, uh, so make sure to pick that up. You can pick up your Moto Aftermath Show shirts there, too. There's Amazon links in the description. Click one of those. We get a small slice of that. There are Patreon links. Shout out to Curtis Hodges, our one and only patron. Thank you. And make sure to like, subscribe, comment, leave us a review on the podcast side of things if you want to. Um, Okay, so the first thing, we got about 15 minutes here, and then we're going to have Privateer Hero Kevin Moran's coming up. Um, But we have a ton to talk about. Holster Co. Reload Rant. Uh, 4.50 race review brought to you by JT Cycle. 2.50 race review brought to you by GutterWorks. Works. Kevin Moran's coming up, brought to you by the Dirt Bike Depot. And we have World Supercross news. We have MXON, some MXON talk that we need to talk about. We have Silly Season stuff we need to talk about. Yep. We have a Feld and MX Sports collab we need to
0: talk about.
1: <sighs> Whatever that we're going to save for later because that's going to t- there's a lot to talk about there. And it was a very also interesting uh, gets wrapped into my holster code reload rant. It was all it was a very interesting
2: week in the uh, in the sport of motocross. Uh, I feel that the next 2 weeks are probably uh, or next two weekends I should say are going to be a little bit on the tame side. There sound.
1: was a lot of shit this. Week.
2: Yeah, there was a lot of stuff leading pretty much from Monday to yesterday. Yeah, obviously, obviously they had nothing to do with. There was a lot of stuff going on. It was a very interesting week. Um Obviously, everybody knows, not that we really give a shit, but, you know, for anybody that doesn't know, Loretta's is coming up soon, so I'm sure that there will be some news that will come out of there, whether it has to do with... So, Hymas will
1: win the A classes, and Deegan wins the B classes? I mean, I don't really see it going any other way, barring anything crazy. Deegan, do you he's that? Well, I mean, who's going to... Nobody. Well,
2: like, well, well, oh boy, well, we well, 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 well. That's might not be totally true. And I wasn't even planning about talking about Loretta's, but here we are. Go yeah, ahead. that might not even be totally true. Evan Ferry. I watched a video of him riding at Dade City, and I should call it Dade Shitty, because if anybody that knows back in the day will know what I'm talking about. Um, God, he looks good on that Sheriff Yamaha. Here's my question: Where the fuck was he for the combine? He's been hurt, dude. He's been hurt. Mm. And he also finalized the Sheriff Yamaha deal. Uh... I mean, we got to remember, Evan Ferry was the only one pretty much throughout this whole Deegan hype that was actually the only one to actually beat him consistently in the B class, and now he's healthy again because everybody's freaking out. They're like, man, he was shitty at the qualifiers. Well, apparently, he's been dealing with a lot of injuries since, like, Minio's last year, mm. and he is basically, they went in there and they're going, let's just make it through regionals. Yeah. And then he transferred, obviously, from Rockstar Husky to Sheriff Yamaha. So I wouldn't be so sure on that. I know that Deegan's the favorite because he's had all this time you know, where he's been 100%, been down at the goat farm. Yeah. But if Evan Ferry's healthy, he's the one dude that I would say he's going to give Deegan fits. It just depends on if he's 100%. So you think we're going to see him at the Indiana Combine? I think it all depends on what happens at Loretta's. I think if he goes down at Loretta's and he doesn't get hurt and he beats Deegan straight up, probably because he'll probably go there with the intention in mind that, like, hey, now I'm going to beat you at a national, too. Because anybody that doesn't know this, Evan Ferry and Hayden Deegan do not, they like, e- not they like, do like, each like each other. Like... They don't like each other, which is kind of cool because... If they continue this trajectory where they go tit for tat, this is kind of going to be like an actual like rivalry going into the pros, yeah. and we haven't really had this and
1: since the, funn- the Michael
2: Lessi. Are not that I'm comparing the two.
1: The funny thing is, too, is that they're polar opposites. So you have Deegan, who is the total social media, we'll call it prince, darling, yeah, whatever. You coming call it. in, coming yeah. into this, okay. He's he's new school. He is taking what life gives them an opportunity, the opportunities And then you look, at Bri- and you look at Brian and what Brian's yeah. done for this motor. It's not motocross but dirt bikes. Yep. And then you have Evan Ferry who's very old school and he wants his results to do the talking. Yep. And, and, and his dad obviously it helps. His dad's one of the but, best of all time. But let me just point this out here what's super funny look where Deegan's riding. Look where look where Red Dog's riding. Oh yeah. Well I mean yeah. Which Proves my point that the social media thing is
2: fucking real. But the one thing you gotta remember with why Evan Ferry is riding where he is is because they own that track.
1: I'm just saying. Um, no, I'm not I'm not saying like actual riding. I'm talking what bike he's on.
2: Oh, yeah, 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 okay, okay. Uh yeah, I mean he was he, on a he was on a factory bike. He can say whatever the fuck he wants. Hmm? They went to Star yeah. and tried to get a ride. Well and Star told him no. Yeah, I think that there's more to the reason why they said no. That it ha- I don't think I don't think the reasoning why they said no had anything to do with his results. I think that is because there is an actual legitimate
1: dislike between him and Deegan. This, and Deegan, this, Deegan's just, Deegan's this just proves my point more. I mean, they're like, look at this cash cow we got over here in Deegan, and then look at you. Like, yeah, okay, you're putting in some results and you're fast and you're gonna be like, like he's gonna be good. I'm not, I'm not gonna. Oh, Evan Ferry's gonna like, be really. He's gonna weird. be good. Yeah. Better than his dad? Oh, well, that's, that's yet that's, to be seen. Yeah, but that's, we'll, that's, we'll, we'll find out. That's not that's but, pretty hard. Yep. But at the same time, it's like okay, cool. Like when it comes down to the nuts and bolts of things, this is exactly what I said was going to happen. It's going to transition to people with the social media following, which yeah. is what Deegan's have, and, and they're wh- the ones who now have the ride. I mean, dude, fucking little Red Dog couldn't even get her, couldn't he, like couldn't even get Rockstar Husky to give him a pro deal. That's why he left. Again, I, they I can say whatever the fuck they I want think to, to in that, but it's. I, think, exactly they, I think
2: they left because there was a lot of shit. I, oh, that's rain. Wow. That's a lot of rain. Um, yeah, that's a lot of rain. That's a lot of rain. I don't know if you guys hear that. That is. Oh, le- I'm sure they hear that. That is legitimately a lot of rain. Holy moly. Sorry, guys. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um. I don't know what team Evan Ferry will end up being on because obviously Sheriff Yamaha is only an amateur deal.
0: Yeah,
2: it's like a satellite factory Yamaha team. It's still a legit team. Oh, si- like. Probably, if he decides to stay with Yamaha, yeah. like I'm going to assume that with what's going on with Club, they'll probably end up with Club after that, mm-hmm. um, because that's the Sheriff Yamaha team is also the same team that I'm, I think Gavin Towers is also on that team. It's it's an interesting thing. Um, that's game hard. Oh crap. Uh, so yeah, but anyways, sorry, that was a little bit, you know, went off on a tangent there with that, but that's a lot of rain. That's like, hope it's not hailing. Just like, have that car sitting out there. I don't think it's hail. I don't think they're supposed to hail. Sorry guys, like I know that this is a little ridiculous, but
1: it is like oh, at, no, it's just rain. We're there's a, there's just, a lot of just, rain just going lot of here. Rain. We've had a lot of rain the last few days. <laughs> it's like Forrest gump. Um, we had a lot rain. We had big heavy
2: rain. But I I hope I hope Evan Ferry as is at the combine. I really do.
1: Cuz it's going to be interesting. I hope he is too.
2: Cuz I, I want to see it. Now,
1: yeah. let's put in let's put into perspective here cuz I didn't think about this the other day either. So, um Deegan and who was the Husky kid that was at the combine? Talon Hawkins. Talon Hawkins. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, Deegan yarded Hawkins at that combine. Mm -hmm. And then Hawkins went and raced a pro race and finished 20th? Yeah. So, where does Deegan play in then? If Deegan were to go pro right now? Probably like 10 to 12, 11 to 12, 11 to 13. Probably. That's all you give him? Yeah, I don't give him inside the top 10. Really? No. You don't think he's rider D level? Ryder D was in the top ten.
2: Yeah, but he was only in the top ten for twenty minutes, and then he started going backwards. You got to think, like a lot of these kids are so used to sprinting early that Did they. He, so- fi-
1: he had. A, he finished in the top. I he, was I in
2: the top he was in the top. 10, he was in the top ten. He uh, was in the top ten. The second moto, but you got to remember, you got to, you got to remember how far he was off at the end of that moto. He oh, these kids sprint so hard at the beginning that it is totally different when you go out there and like at the Motocon mine you're doing 25 minute motos and stuff, but you got to think how hard it is too for these kids that doing 35 minute motos and they talk about yeah we're doing 35 minute motos during the week. Well, that's one thing during the week when there's that's actual real different um races. Yeah, and once again too, like I said, Ryder D did better than I thought he was going to do at Millville and even the second moto Redbud for a while, but I just. I think there's a lot more to it. And also, you got to remember that second moto at Millville that he got inside the top 10. Mm-hmm. Look how many dudes were out of that moto as well. Yeah. Styles went out. Jalik went out. Romano and Thrasher went out. So it's like, you got to look at it and go, not taking anything away from Ryder D, but it's like, did he only finish inside the top 10 because five factory dudes, Ty Masterpool didn't race that moto. So you got to think, like, did he only get top 10? Did he Did he really earn it?
1: Or did he only get top ten because of the fact that a lot of dudes went out of that moto? I mean, maybe I don't know. It's it's a super interesting topic to talk about. And like, I didn't even realize. So I was listening to Gypsy Tales with Sleater this week. Yeah. Um, the new one, and uh, I listened.
2: I listened a couple of the things. I, I mean, and they were
1: talking. They were talking about it, and it didn't even it didn't even click with me until they were talking about Talon Hawkins going pro and finishing twentieth. And I'm thinking, holy shit, get yarded like fucking straight yarded. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: And this kid goes pro and gets 20th. So where does Deegan finish? And then it's like, oh, I feel like he slots in maybe eight to 12 range uh, in the 250 class. Yeah, but who point. are you? Who
2: are you comparing him though in that in that in that position? Like, who are you? What guys are you comparing him to? Because you also got to think too, Talon Hawkins. Like what he did, Talon Hawkins. I'm just saying, it where, also wasn't. Where
1: did Talon Hawkins finish? Because he was on the box, even was he on the at combine? Yeah. No, he
2: was. Remember, he was running third, and then he, he went to crashed. scrub the finish, and yeah. then he lost
1: traction and it pitched him. In the second motor, I don't I know what he finished in the second. But moto. I'm just saying, Deegan was thirty seconds plus up the road from him. That also wasn't national rough though either. I don't care. He's on the, I do. On the full national track. He's 30 yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't national rough. I mean, that's a big. That's a thing. If you did, if you were just to take it numbers by numbers. But motocross, we
2: don't go number by numbers, though. I understand what you're saying, and I'm not disagreeing, but look how far Talon Hawkins finished off in that 20th spot compared to everybody else. And it's like, okay, Hayden Deegan, really, really good starter. Mm -hmm. He's proven that for a long time. Sprint's really hard at the beginning. Is Talon Hawkins at a facility? No, he has a pretty sick setup at his house in California. Um, Mm. But it's like, I don't know, because... I feel like Deegan has the outright speed to be inside the top 10. Once again though, it's just it's totally different when you talk about what these kids when they get out there and they get in the pack. And it's another thing too, and we all we all know this. But they touched on this at Wash like during the broadcast at Washugo over the weekend, Weejin and RV did. Um, and they were talking about I think it was the second 250 moto and we'll talk about this when we do the 250 recap with Jay Coop, like how start-dependent it is for a lot of these kids. What's it going to be like if Hayden Deegan doesn't get a start? Because yeah. we saw it with Ryder D yeah. and the two motos, the first moto at Redbud and the first moto at Millville, when he didn't get a start. No offense to a lot of these kids, and it's, it's not a knock on them because it's not their fault that they're good starters.
1: But they're not Jet Lawrence. They're not coming to the pack.
2: But, it, but that's but you still have to know how to come through the pack. Like, yeah. that's not a fucking – that's not an excuse. Like, mm-hmm. if you're getting 20th place starts, it's a lot harder to go through the pack at a pro national when all those dudes you're coming through the pack are fast compared to you get a 20th place start at an amateur national and you can be in third by the end of the second lap. So, like, what this, happens when these kids don't get starts? And that's what happened to Talon Hawkins.
1: This just works right into what Sneeter and Jace were talking about. There should not be – and we've talked about this before too – there should not be factory amateur kids. Yeah. There should be factory supported where we can give you bikes, we yeah. can get you parts, yeah. that kind of stuff. But you should not be going to these amateur national races and racing out of a fucking semi.
2: I mean perfect example and we've seen it throughout this year with Romano and LeBlanc. Look at what happened with Romano You've at the seen beginning it for of the,
1: the last five years since we've i the fucking show. But
2: I'm talking about specifically for this year. Look at Romano, the the motos that he's gotten starts, where he's ended up compared yeah, to when he hasn't gotten a good start. Leblanc, same yeah, thing. I mean, what he's got a good time start. He got a
1: start, you end up on the ground with Kitchen because he scrubbed in front of him. Fucking sweet.
2: Oh, a Thrasher, you mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But my—that's my point, though. A lot of these top-level amateur kids are so used to getting good starts and not having to have good race craft. just
1: Goes right into the thing that nobody races anymore. Yeah, they don't go to local races. So what
2: happens if Hayden Deegan gets a thirtieth place start at the national?
1: I don't know. I don't. They go to races though. I feel like I always see them. Like, they go to big races,
2: just like this is a this started. They don't,
1: they don't go to local races though. I barely, feel like I've seen it. I don't know. This goes. This started
2: back with Eli yeah, Tomac well, back in 2009.
1: Barely, barely, is better than all these
2: other kids. that yeah. don't. But Eli Tomac started this trend back in 2009. I before know. him, everybody started. Everybody would race every weekend. Yeah. Eli Tomac in 2009, before he went pro, only went to the areas, regionals, and the big nationals. And then it started to become a trend. They're like, well, we already ride so much during the week because we're at these compounds. Why would we put even more stress on our body and burn ourselves out? Just That's add,
1: just add another thing to Tomac's resume of like just fucking incredible. to no, fucking no. fucking do that shit.
2: So. so like that's the thing is is you know and and we'll get we'll I know that we're going to talk more and more about Deegan when it gets closer to his making his debut and everybody's going to say that I'm hating on the kid this and that but it's like everybody thinks you're a hater so it's fine. Just and I don't re- say And I don't really care. And, and I don't really like, care because it's like and it's not limited to just Deegan it's a lot of people. Yeah it is and it's I think it's valid for a lot of people because until that they've proven you just hate everybody it's fine. You hate all the people that I like, you so what, what are you talking
1: about? You about? have a hateful
2: soul, son. What about you? You I shit on everybody I, I like. I don't know why you like me. Not you, personally. <laughs> <laughs> talking about the people that I like. Oh. You shit on those people all the time. That's hate. Like who? I don't know, Nate Thrasher. Well, I could go through the results and tell you. And tell you. Yeah, but you've never met the kid. So why do you hate him? I didn't say I hated him. So The wh- results fucking suck. Yeah, that's debatable. Yeah. He's has three Supercross wins.
1: Not, you, outside of that, there's nothing. Why do you hate
2: Austin Fortner? There you go. That's
1: just wasted talent. Bro. Perfect example. That's just wasted. Perfect talent. example. Why, Why do you like Cameron Mcadoo? That's wasted talent. Because I need to have because I need to have a conversation with with Austin Fortner about his home life choices. I could really help the kid with that. Me and Kiefer could set that kid down and really get him straightened out. Probably win a title, and then he would have to thank us. Sure. It would be awesome. Whatever, dude. Anyways, it's just I don't I
2: don't like buying into all this amateur hype that these kids are gonna go out and set the world on fire because I think it's too much pressure to put on their shoulders. Golden Jet. He wasn't an amateur phenom until his last year in the A class. No, and
1: look at him now, He's a fucking phenom, generational fucking talent. Yeah, whatever, dude. He also didn't win either motos yesterday, but we'll get Generational, and he still is. 7 out of 8 overalls. It's called luck. Suck it, it's fucking dick. Bro. It's called luck. It's, okay. it's luck. We'll take any sort of luck we can get. Yeah. Generational talent wouldn't let Justin Cooper fucking beat him. Generational talent? Fucking 7 out of 8 overalls.
2: Generational talent would have ran Justin Cooper down and passed him like he was standing still.
0: Oh, I don't like Washugal. I don't like Washugal. He doesn't like
2: Washugal. We still won the overall. Yeah, because you got lucky. Yeah. It's luck. You sometimes, didn't win a moto, hey. Genera- a generational talent wouldn't get beat by Levi Kitchen. Generational talent wouldn't get beat by Justin Cooper.
1: Look, dude, everybody beat
2: Ricky once in a while. <laughs> yeah, you might want to go back and check Stew that stat.
1: Stu beat Ricky once in a while. Stu is
2: also one of the greatest of all time. Is Justin Cooper gonna dude, be one of the greatest of all time?
1: Fucking dude, fucking Red Dog beat Stu or beat RC in a moto once. When? At High Point, 2003. And I know this because I listen to Mathis' shit, and that's all he talks about all the time. It's how they beat Ricky in a moto once. Pretty sure that was also a straight mud fest. Doesn't matter. He still beat him in a fucking moto, dude. Is Justin Cooper going to be as good as Even Tim Ferry? Even the greats get beat. Is Justin Cooper going to be as good as Tim Ferry at the end of his career? I don't know. No. Uh. Probably he's already got the same amount of titles as Tim Ferry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually, he won, a- and he actually won a fucking Supercross race when he won his title. Cool. Tim Ferry did not. Cool. Tim Ferry won a Supercross title. Cool. With Tim Alfredo Ferry also knows. rarely ever finished outside the top five in points hey, either in his career. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. No. Dude, I bet you Justin Cooper's stats in the in the small bike class are better than Ferry's. What's gonna happen when he goes to the 450 I, class? Well, that's a good. We can talk about that here soon too because there was somebody asked him about next year like i said
2: 450 450s are really the only thing
1: they remember when you i keep i'm the hearing different things now so um all right let's uh take a break here and uh we will uh get into we're gonna call up private hero kevin morans and then we'll get into the rest of the show so we will be right back all right man we're back first guest of the night brought to you by our friends at to Dirt Bike Depot. If you need some new moto gear but don't want to pay those expensive retail prices, shop Dirt Bike Depot for all your moto gear needs: gear sets, boots, helmets, goggles, and more. They specialize in athlete-only boots as well as ton more items that you can't buy in stores. Follow them on Instagram at Dirt Bike Depot and DM them with any questions you may have. It is Dirt Bike Depot Rider and friend of the show, privateer hero, Mr. Kevin Morans.
0: What well, I appreciate that.
1: So, Mr. Kevin Morantz, how was your Washougal experience?
0: Uh, could have been better, if I'm going to be really honest. Um, but other than that, made better progress with the bike. Uh, we ended up going, because obviously I've just kind of been struggling to turn quite a bit compared to years past. So I've been racing at the second line on the forks. So I went ahead and got I went to the third line on the forks. So that helped uh, even more because I think there's actually a red butt is when we went from the first line to the second line. So now we've gone from the second line to the third line. So we're just sucking the forks up more to bring my front end down to allow me to carve into corners a little bit easier. So that worked well. Uh, other than that, running inside the top 20 in both motos at the beginning and for whatever reason, from like the 5-minute mark to the 15-minute mark, is trash for me so i'll go from 16th 17th to 24 25th and then come on super good at the end of the motos and get back to 21st 22nd so not ideal i really need to figure out that early moto uh not tightening up and pumping up early and then getting back into my flow later like i need to have my flow the whole time so that's kind of the biggest problem for me right now but other than that um solid showing I guess we could say. Definitely not happy with it, but
1: can't be down on it as well. Because Kev's like the Energizer, buddy. He just gets better as the moto goes on. Well, and we had those epic battles. Epic, uh, Walker-Moran's battles, battles just all fucking day, all the time. <laughs> Jesus, you guys Did are you, like magnets. You, you guys are like fucking Dude, magnets. Well, since, uh, since scoring and timing was actually working this week, oh, yes, I could, I could keep track of where you were.
0: Dude, I so funny story. I actually got a video of me talking to Jeff about this. Is so like he came up and passed me straight up, and it would be like I don't know when it was in the moto, but I was like, "Damn, like dude's, like going." And it kind of like I was like, "Kev, like what is going on with you?" And sure enough, dude, I just start tracking him down later in the moto because that's what I'm saying. Like I hit that five to fifteen minute mark is not good for me right now. I don't know what it is. I just keep getting worked up, pumped up, tightening up and then flowing out towards the end of the moto. So, during my little fiasco at the beginning of the moto, he comes up past me and kind of keeps going forward. So, I kind of lose track of him a little bit. uh, And then, sure enough, five minutes, ten minutes later, um, I start tracking him down and I see him. (laughs) Dude, like, I don't know. It kind of irritates me that we always find each other on the track. Because, like, last year, it was never a thing for me. So, I mean, he definitely stepped up his program. But... Uh, when I was catching up to him, I was like, okay, like, Kev, like, you're catching up to him, like, you got this. I was kind of battling with him and trying to find a way around him, and then we started getting lapped. And when we got lapped uh, by, I think it was Tomac and Sexton, then I don't know who the – because I think we only got lapped by, like, three people, and I I I think Anderson was the next one to come up. So as soon as Anderson goes around me, obviously then he has to go around Jeff. So he's getting around Jeff. And I'm like trying to latch on to El Hombre's wheel, rear wheel because I just knew him in the back of my head. If I get up on him and pressure him and give him the old grab, like, hey, I'm here to laugh at you, uh, he's going to get out of the way. Sure as shit. Get up there, give him the grab. he gets out of the way and sees that it's me and he was so pissed off. I was like, let's go!
1: Kev's fucking yelling at his helmet. <laughs> That's awesome that is awesome what did you um what did you have for a crew this week out there at the old washougal washington
0: uh so we had isaac which sorry by the way but just got kind of loud it's starting to rain but uh we had isaac on board uh who is kind of a he's fresh out of MMI, uh, so didn't have any super quality experience as far as race goes um And, uh, but no, he did an awesome job. So he was solid there. His girlfriend, Sophie, had a headset on. So like they were talking to each other. So she was relaying messages like, hey, he's getting ready to come over the finish line, try and play, stuff like that. Uh, We had Kendall who came out with the collective experience to do some photos. And then we had Austin uh, with, I'm going to butcher his, it's like Austin, Munion Films or something like that. Munion Films. I don't know. Something like that. But he came out to do the vlog stuff. So we're keeping the vlog live with him. So uh, overall, was a pretty solid little group.
1: Did we have any Friday fiascos this week?
0: No, man. Damn That's it. the easiest round I've ever had because where was it? Where was the last round? Uh, Millville. So Millville, we changed the oil and did all that stuff at the races at Millville before I loaded the the bike. So, I got to uh, Washougal, obviously, this weekend. I flew in Friday just because the flights were so expensive to get out there. I didn't want to come out there a day early and spend more money on a hotel. So, flew in Friday morning, got up at like 3 a.m. my time, which is 1 a.m. Washougal time. Uh, flew out there, got all the bike ready and whatnot, was gone by... Like, I got there at maybe 10-ish, 11, probably 11, and I was gone by, like, 2.30, so I was stoked with that. Uh, and then, yeah, just went back to the hotel, chilled out, went and got some dinner, passed out early, like, 9.30, uh, just because it was, like, obviously it's like 11.30 my time, at least what I'm used to. So, yeah, got to bed early for a change, and then, yeah, it was a pretty solid day as far as the bike goes. Um, oh, oh, so another thing we did too So you know how we got a flat last week, right? Yeah Yep. So I looked at the tire Obviously, I mean that After the Moto, I was just full on teardown mode After Moto 2 in Millville But it was my rear tire had a knobby Cut off And right after the knobby was a big gash All the way through the tire So it wasn't like a pinch flat or anything Like I had to have hit something sharp Huh,
1: that's weird That is weird
0: Yeah So But that being said We put a a Bib in Or a moose in Or whatever In the rear This weekend
1: Does Does that Do you feel The difference on that
0: To be really honest With you I didn't get to Ride it back to back Like a tube To then a bib So Or To a a moose I don't know What you call them But you know What I'm talking about Yeah Um I didn't get to Ride them back to back So I honestly Don't Couldn't really tell you much I didn't feel anything Too crazy different Um I felt pretty normal to me. One thing that he said, which I kinda noticed, is like when you get into the choppier stuff, a tire with a tube in it rebounds a little bit more, right? Because it, it squishes into the uh, the tube that has air in it and then wants to press back. When you have like that foam bib insert or moose insert or whatever, it's a little bit more of a dead feel. So it kinda tracks over the sharp edges and stuff a little bit better, which I can wanted to say, I kind
1: of felt, so it was pretty good. So, that's interesting, because don't, don't a lot of people run the mooses pretty outdoors? Much a, pretty much everyone runs it. Yeah, so
0: pretty much. A, a majority of their top guys, I think, all run the, the moose in the rear. I mean,
2: they've been doing that for 12 years now, pretty much.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. So, that's interesting that you ran a tube where everybody else was running the moose. So
0: Yeah, for how long now?
1: Yeah, and you, I mean, you haven't really had issues, and obviously that doesn't sound like a normal no. tube issue. That That's more of a of a, well, we hit something, so, something caught us. So yeah, that's a metal
0: on the track. Yeah, exactly.
1: Interesting. Super interesting. So what do we got? Uh, what's planned for the off weeks here?
0: So finished cleaning up around the house. We've been doing a lot of projects and everything. I got to get the water truck back up and going. Um, we are getting plans together for the Supercross track build. Uh, but other than that, I think we're going to do, there's going to be a big ride day. I believe that Benny Bloss is Saturday, Sunday. I heard that. coming weekend.
1: Heard so that, that. should
0: be good. From who? Benny. Oh, did you talk to him?
1: <laughs> nah, I heard it in a post-race interview. Wow. Wow. Nah, yes. me, me and Benny aren't tight like that.
0: Oh, I got you. Me that's and Hunter, like, damn! I? Right.
1: Me and Hunter are tight though. Hunter, We're like best Hunter, friends. Hunter
0: doesn't fucking like
1: you. We're best friends. You friends with Forkner, too? No, me and Hunter though are best friends. You friends with Forkner, too? Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. So, oh, yeah, so, so, so you're that's
0: going. The plan is
1: Yeah. What? So you're going to Benny's. Got it.
0: Yes, yeah, so that's the plan for this coming weekend until then it's going to be uh, more of a chill mode and get my act together as far as my body that way, uh, I'm not taking out at that five minute mark to 15 minute mark.
2: You know what it is? Kev's not eating enough bread.
1: <laughs> yeah. You really need some more carbs in your life. <laughs> Dude,
0: honestly, maybe that could be it.
1: <laughs> I
2: Kev's don't not eating bread anymore.
1: It's
0: pissing him I off. I miss rice. Like, bread, I don't think I'll ever go back to eating as much bread as I used to eat. It's probably a good idea. But I miss, I miss rice, man. Like, when I go to Chipotle, it's so much worse with just beans.
1: Hey, man, all I'm saying is the amount of sandwiches I saw you eat in the couple times you were here last year, I was like, that is impressive for a professional athlete to be eating that many sandwiches.
0: Yeah, it definitely caught up with me in a negative way.
1: You're definitely a lot more ripped now than you were when you were here last year.
0: Yeah, dude, that's what everybody's been saying, so I appreciate that.
1: I mean, don't get me wrong, you're still a little guy, but you're (laughs) you're a lot more ripped than you were. Jesus
2: Christ. Wow.
1: Bro, I come from the bodybuilding world. Leave me alone. <sighs>
2: whatever, Travis. Okay. Whatever, whatever you to tell yourself, buddy.
1: Look, moto guys, 99% of them, outside of the dudes on steroids, a la Chase Sexton, are stick figures, okay?
0: Wait, 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 wait what did you just say? I
1: said 99% you of know, the moto guys. You
0: know, you know who wasn't a stick uh,
1: Except for you know who wasn't steroid st- people, you know who Chase the Sexton. Stick, you know who wasn't
2: a stick figure, though? Who was a
1: stick figure? Who than said pipe? this. What? No, this is Travis's opinion. Who said that Chase is on steroids? Have you seen that yeah. guy? Oh, I was like, have what? you seen that guy? He is jacked. Okay, his forearms are still small. You show me. Even Tomac is not jacked like he is jacked.
2: Because Eli doesn't take steroids. Kenny
1: isn't either. Like well, Kenny, Kenny and Eli are like shredded, but they don't have size. Sexton has a size to him that's not just like his body if he's doing everything either that or he is getting his cardio through weightlifting one of the two
2: no he's a cycler bro he was he's a cycler
1: if he's a cycler then I know he's on roids then he's definitely on roids because yeah hey, trust me malcolm i know how this fucking works. malcolm might be the only other person that it looks like that and i'm not sure Mal- while well, malcolm might be taking roids but he's pretty yoked I
2: look. I
0: I'm, think Malcolm's always kind of been thick. Though. I was always oh, say... Been,
2: "Yeah, dude, you should have seen him when he was an amateur man. He was he was a chunky butt. Like, he's a thick boy. Yeah, but he was real thick back in the day. Like it was fat, actually. <laughs> well, I mean, he still won a bunch of titles. He has in the transitioned
1: that into a very chiseled dude. But yeah, you know, there's only he, yes, you are correct now saying that him. And, and Sexton are the only two to me that look like that and then you have the complete opposite end of the spectrum a la Bolin, Marvin those kind of people that it's are KTM just twigs
2: it's KTM.
1: <laughs> and then you have like Kev who's kind of like in the middle, okay <laughs> Like yeah you, I, I'll
0: I take that as a compliment I guess <laughs> you're, in
1: the, you're in the middle like a Tomac like a Kenny where like you're pretty ripped but you're not like a twig but you don't look like you're doing steroids yeah, nobody likes, yeah. Stero- nobody likes steroid guy.
0: Look, <laughs> look oh, man, steroids
1: funny. are fine except for the except for the ass acne and the shriveled ball sack. That's a little bit of a problem too. <laughs>
0: except Whoa. for the
2: what? The shriveled ball sack. Yeah, that'll Roids will do that to you. Ooh. Yeah. All right. This one off. Uh, way, We're way off the deep end. I mean, this is for another podcast, but this yep. is
1: not what
0: Kev's on here for.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, Kev, you're gonna send me over pictures of those blueprints for the supercross track, so I can see what I'm getting into here when I when I come over. No,
0: we need. I, I need to work on it though. Uh, me and the uh, track builders uh, plan on having some kind of discussion. Probably, honestly, in this little break, that we will kind of game plan a little bit better because right Look. now we don't really have a plan as far as track
2: design. There's got to be a quad at some point. There has to be a quad in there somewhere.
1: For me to look at and be like, wow, that's a quad. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, wow, I'm going to go around that. (laughs) I'm going to go around that one for sure. Make make sure there's a lane next to the whoops because I'm not going through those. (laughs) No, your suspension would kill you. I
0: wait to watch you ride this track.
1: This is going to be awesome. I'm so pumped to come down and do this. I'm going to do two days of just fucking (laughs) full-on training. We're gonna ride uh,
0: twenty. You really think you're gonna put two days on a supercross track, or you think you're gonna do like three laps and be like, "Yep, not for me."
1: Oh no, no, no! We're doing two days. Oh my god, twenty plus twos. Kev, you're gonna, you are
2: not doing twenty minutes on a supercross track, Fuck even yeah. if you're rolling. Everything. I can roll around for twenty minutes. That gets real hard. I'm real a quick. fucking athlete. Oh my okay, god.
1: I'm a fucking athlete. Kev, I'll have
2: nine one one on standby. We're gonna cycle.
1: We're gonna do a whole bunch of shit. So that's what he means
2: by two days of training. Most of his training is gonna come from cycling and doing crunches. Because Kev's got a gym at the
0: house. Look, you can yeah. Go. What do you mean, Justin? You, you are you not coming? Like you're gonna be the uh, the ambulance standby? You're ready to drive to, yeah. drive? to The hospital. Yeah.
1: Look, dude, I got the mount on the camera, so you can have the phone on on standby for nine one one while holding the camera to watch me crash. And then after I'm done moving, then you hit the nine one one button. It's super simple. That way, because don't be one of those guys that, as I'm crashing, the camera just goes, "Oh shit!" And like, no, I'll over. stand there and no, watch you eject. Though all, we need to, I will, we I'll, need to get the whole thing on camera and then push nine to one. I'll be n- fine. I have no qualms with watching you rag doll over a triple. I will stand I, there look, and watch you just I hit pretty much around. need lines around every section other than maybe the tabletops. You know what that's
2: called the water truck lane.
1: Yes. <laughs> so I need a water truck lane everywhere other than maybe the tabletops. Just- so this is gonna be great. I'm pumped for this. You Two die. days! You're sus- you better have that FC <laughs> suspension on there before we go. I am a fucking athlete. You're going die- to And this is going to be awesome. You're going to fucking die. Not many people Will get to say they could do this kind of shit, and I'm about to do it.
2: And then you're never going to do it again.
1: I've never been to Kansas before either.
2: Never been to Kansas
1: before? Well, I might have been. Oh, no, I was. I went to Kansas City Ride. I lied. I have been to Kansas. I haven't been to Topeka before.
2: Why'd you say it like that?
1: <laughs> what? Why did you say Topeka? Topeka! I don't know. Kev stopped listening. It, he's just not even listening anymore. Nope, he's gone. He's gone. Kev's what? What? <laughs> Kev, We're like, Kev's not even listening anymore. He's not even here. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I am, actually.
1: Sweet. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, dude. So, yeah, dude, I'm pumped about this. This is going to be great. I can't wait to see the blueprints. Oh, my God. I might build Honestly, one.
0: Honestly, me too,
1: though. I might build one here. Okay.
0: Do
1: it. That way, then I can come out and train there. I'll. Well, hey, I'll... Uh... I'll hit up that I got to hit up Shern no assuring there and see if his is done. Somebody told me the other day it was. So, I don't know. remember that one we went and checked out in the back of that cornfield.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Somebody somebody the other day told me that that one's done too. So, I'm going to I need to text him and see if it's done.
0: Done like they they bulldozed
1: it or done like they finished? No, done like they finished it but I don't know. Nice. I he, he's going to Loretta's, isn't he? Yeah, the B class. Yeah, he's going to Loretta's, so I doubt he's riding it. I don't know. I'll check. What class? B B class. 450B, nice. 450B mod and I think 450B stock. Yeah. So, yeah, so I don't know. I'll find out because yeah, then if you're coming up for uh what is it? Buck Bash or whatever,
0: if he's not in California. Yeah, do you have a date on Buck Bash?
1: Uh, no. End of October probably usually. Gonna, probably going to be around the same
2: time
0: as last year, Kev. Yeah. I don't remember what time it was last year that we did I it. I think
2: it's like the third third weekend of October. Yeah, usually like October, early October, twenty first, twenty second, something like that. Okay. We might see Kev twice in we October. Need, we, we, did, we need to have Kev on a four fifty for that one though, because like as sick as that content on the one fifty was.
1: No, no, the one fifty is way better because him and him. I don't know. Yeah, Walker's
2: we're actually walk-
0: going
1: to be. No, nope, go ahead, bud. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say
2: okay. Walker, Walker was Walker's whip ripping this year i don't i don't know if kev can uh i don't know if kev can can walk walker on a 150 right now i mean they're battling on the weekends when he's on his f-
0: no offense kev but like you walk, you yeah no i i mean uh, honestly, i gotta give props to jeff like he stepped his, his game up
2: yeah so we need you on the 450 so we can just kind of you can kind of go out there put the beat down and then just be like yeah that's good
1: yeah, you gotta you gotta bring that 150 because I do need to ride that oh like God. before the track gets tore up. We're
0: getting ready. We're getting ready to do a full on like not rebuild like internal, but I'm gonna do a whole new plastic kit and graphics kit on it. Yeah, uh, we're going with a a teal setup, so it's gonna be pretty sweet.
1: Sick, Thanks, sick. Yeah, cause I didn't I didn't ride that last year because the track was way tore up by the time I was gonna ride oh, that. Oh, Yeah,
0: trust me, you'll you'll ride it this this weekend. That's for sure. Yeah. Hey, check your text messages.
1: I, I can't. My phone is a thousand feet away from me, dude. I think
0: he's, is he Oh, gotcha. Oh, sorry.
1: sorry. It's a th- it's it's way over in the other part of the shop. It's not by me because otherwise we don't have service. So no. Gotcha. That's, that's why I got a fifty foot aux cord coming. <laughs> I
0: like it. <laughs>
1: so All right, buddy. Well, thank you for coming on, man. Enjoy your uh enjoy your time off. I'm sure we'll chat here in the next couple weeks while you're off, so Sounds like a
0: plan, my man. I'll oh. talk to you guys soon. All, all right, right, see you, buddy. Later, buddy. Alrighty.
1: All right, Kevin Moran's brought to you by the Dirt Bike Depot, everyone. Dude, I cannot wait to go fucking train for two days on Supercross. Wouldn't it be
2: cool? I'm gonna tell you, th- I'm gonna tell you this right now, and this is not me trying to be a dick. It's just being being real with you. I think, I think you're able to- a dick all the time, so it doesn't yeah, really matter. Yeah, I mean, so are you. So it's, <clears throat> fine. it's just fine. our relationship. It's no big deal. I think you'll be able to make. I think you'd be able to make it around there without hitting the ground because you know your limits. But I will tell you this. You probably will only make four laps and realize how hard it is to actually ride a supercross, like a legit supercross track. I'm not saying you would like, you're going to give up, but like after four, meh, maybe five or six laps, even rolling shit, you're going to realize how hard it is
1: to ride a legit supercross track. I will tell you this I feel, and we've had this conversation before, Mm -hmm. that I can go around a lot of it doubling it.
2: Yeah, yeah, but even that though is like yes. it's it's very hard. Yes. It's very even and, if and the I'm suspension yeah, And I, that's why I'm and saying you know I, know, I'm I know you that. and that's why I said you know your limits. And you know, even if we had the suspension done where it's obviously not supercross suspension, but even like doubling shit because of how lip the faces are mm-hmm. and even if you downside it smoothly, like it's going to be rough. And I think more than anything, I'm I don't think your cardio is not be the issue you're going to realize how quickly you pump up on a supercross track. Yes. And that'll be your thing. And that's why I say that, like, I give it, like, six or seven laps, and you realize not that you couldn't go anymore. You'll probably just go, I don't want to do this anymore. Well, we'll see. We're going to
1: have two days. My but plan, I will give you the credit to go out for I think for that two days. you know
2: your limits enough where you will not crash. I think at some point you will crash, but it won't be hard. But I think you also realize after about six or seven laps, you'll be like, I don't really know if I want to keep going right now.
1: Here's where I'm the most nervous, okay? I feel like everybody talks about the Supercross triples like the easiest thing to do. Because you can literally just there's sit so much at the of bottom a and yeah. just it's, and like do it. And yeah. so it's like, okay. End of day two. I'm we'll call it comfortable enough to be like riding around or whatever. Am I gonna be like, man, I should probably just hit that once? But then like, what if something goes wrong? Like, the one thing you're problem. gonna have to work on <laughs> the one thing you're gonna have to work on, and I've told you this a, a lot,
2: and I can point to this right there with <laughs> I, I could point to this right there without how high your chest is compared to where your arms are. Oh, I don't when want to you, talk about when it. When you hit a triple. I don't, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. When you hit a triple, though, if you're if you're in that position. When I don't you want to that, talk
1: about that position right there because I've y- seen a lot of pictures of myself riding, and it's not Your good. chest is too high.
2: You're going to realize how bad that is. That's when it could go wrong if you are in that position when you hit a triple.
1: If you come in where you're a little bit more loose,
2: I think you'd be fine. But that's like you talking about it go like it could go wrong. Yeah. That's where it'll go wrong because of how hard your suspension is. I hope there's is. an
1: on off at the end of one of the sections, because that's something I think would be ass- fun to do. I'm
2: gonna assume so because like I don't feel like I'm Ted just saying will make- I need it at the actual oh. end
1: of a section. So that I can like roll through the whole thing and like then try to jump on and just off of something. Don't clip
2: the landing with your rear wheel.
1: I before. know. Like I said, I'm nervous. You're just gonna see like. <laughs> I'm nervous that like the first day I'm gonna be really like relaxed and like okay cool like just roll in and oh, we doubled that okay that's cool and oh, we doubled that and then like the second day I'm gonna be like. I could probably do that and Look, then wherever, like, kev's, do something and wherever fucking... kev's going and where
2: he's getting that pocket go to the left of that
1: <laughs> i don't know man it's gonna be fun because there's just there's not a lot of uh guys who are Ryan gets to ride a legit supercross yeah who unless are you live in california beginner guys yeah but even in california you, yeah you, you have, have to have know lesson. somebody
2: i am curious though if he's going to i would assume he's going to invite more people like you're oh, gonna be yeah. the only person there that doesn't probably.
1: Oh, well, actually,
2: you said this. You're gonna be the only person that doesn't have yeah, a Pro supercross card license. that's yeah, gonna be to, able to do ride. that. But I'm yeah. curious. Like, is Benny gonna be there? Is
1: oh, I'm sure Starling will be there. I'm well, sure Benny Starling, will come up.
2: I mean, Fortner might be there. Like, I'm curious. Not
1: boy, this could be a lot of fun.
2: I'm curious how many people are actually gonna show up because, Kev is friends with enough people. Like, I feel like it's gonna be like a mini privateer day. Which will make content, if he's having content, because you know he's going to. Yeah. It'll make it that much better. Because, I mean, it's going to be, I mean, Bogle might show up.
1: Yep. This could be cool. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It'll but be interesting. It'll be fun for us. We got to figure out when we're going to go, though. Like, when I can get, because, dude, he's like 10 hours from mm-hmm. us. I know that. So that's like this is
2: not just like a drive. I was gonna say
1: it's like a drive down, a drive back day, and then two days of being there. So essentially, it's like four days. I got to try to figure out how the fuck I'm gonna do this. Yeah. So I don't know. All right, let's uh, let's get into the show here. So first up, (coughs) let's do our review first, and then we'll talk about our other stuff. Uh, So 450 review from. Washugle here, brought to you by our friends at JT Cycle, serving Battle Creek, Michigan for over 30 years. Stopping to check out their full selection of Beta Gas Gas Husky and Suzuki Motorcycles and Power Sports products. Oh, also Kawasaki's now. Yep. almost forgot that. Kawasaki. Uh, need something for around the house to help keep, help keep things nice and trimmed up? They have that, too, with a full lineup of Echo, Aaron's Gravely, and Simplicity. Visit JTCycle.com or follow them on Instagram at JTCycleBC. All right, 450 class here. Well, <laughs> dude. It took nine motos. Okay. Took took
2: nine motos. I'd be super upset with you right now. I'm gonna super upset with you right now if you do what everybody did on Vital yesterday and you go, Oh my god. He broke him. He broke Eli Tomac. Don't give me that shit. Don't give me that shit. I'm gonna get super upset with you right now. What
1: happened the first moto though? Eli Tomac won. No no. I'm not talking about that. Oh. Eli Tomac fell over. Oh. When was the last time you saw Eli Tomac fall over in an outdoor race? That's a good question. When I saw that Yeah, but that wasn't like First off, that was a fucking clown show watching those two get up and try
2: And no, a what's top- a clown show is the fact that they spent that much time on the ground fucking around with their bikes and they still <laughs> had a fifteen second gap over Anderson.
1: And then did you see in four laps they'd put it back put it to 35 thirty five seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like fuck off. Yeah, no, that's uh that, that was- shows the pace. I was just laughing. I was but, like, Jesus Christ. But but let's let's go back here. Mm. What I just said. You can't even think of a time that we've seen Eli Tomac tip over.
2: You'd probably have to go back all the way to... 20- 20, 2015 when he wrecked his no, fucking no, no. shoulders. I would probably have to go all the way back to like 2018 where he crashed. I mean, I'm sure that he's crashed at some point that we're missing. Uh, yeah, I mean, probably.
1: But, but I mean, it, it was just a tip over though. It, okay, it was just a tip over. But what was it just a tip over? Yeah, but dude... It's we be- don't it's- see that. And it wasn't like okay, it wasn't a downhill corner no. or anything. It was a flat fucking corner. Yeah. And he just tipped over. I mean
2: Hunter did the same thing, and though. What?
1: Yeah, okay, but that's a 250 class. That's yeah. not Eli Tomac. Yeah. This I'm um, I'm I'm in a vacuum here. Of okay Eli Tomac. Yeah. We don't see this. And yeah, now but what are like we seeing? A, but
2: it's one time though this now, year. Now what
1: are we seeing? Yes, but now we've got we've had what is it, two two motos in a row, three motos in a row now that he has had well, four w- motos. Well, Go we'll call to the it first two. Two, that Chase has been on his ass the entire time. I mean, legitimately yeah. on his ass. And already here in the second moto, I, we see him tip over. And dude, when that happens, maybe it's nothing. Maybe it doesn't happen again. I don't but all I'm saying is, if if this happens again this year, like, say we go to the next couple and you see Chase right on his ass like that, yeah, and but. he tips over again, you're going to have to start thinking like, Dude, maybe having someone who is on your ass mm. like that, maybe it's m- cracking him a little bit. I'm not gonna go full bore right now. They were I'm both. Just saying, they were both sketchy.
2: Thing. Both motos. I mean, even but, Chase.
1: Man, oh yeah. Many times, oh, and see, here's yeah. the thing, though. I, there were a lot of times. Chase, my this was whole pucker. <laughs> this was
2: different, though, because I always talk about Chase mentally, where he doesn't use his brain. Where he's so talented. Yeah. This was no him riding over his fucking head. Because I think a lot of people, my opinion, when Chase has crashed a lot in the past couple of years, it hasn't because he's been riding over his head. It's because he's not using his brain. And people are like, well, that's the same thing. No, it's not. There's a difference between just reacting and then pushing so far into your red zone that you can't process things going on around you. Yep. And yesterday, Eli, same thing. But Chase, same thing, both motos. Chase, I have not seen him that out of control for an entire moto.
1: Dude, there was a lot of sketchy shit yesterday, though, in both races. So, yeah, but
2: that's the thing, though. That shows you how high those that, two are pushing right now. But
1: I'm not just talking about with those two. I'm talking about with a lot of people. Like, okay. Yeah, I don't really care about the other
2: people, though. That's the, the, That That floater
1: what, jump in the back, Yeah. the way that lip was throwing guys, like, the way they were jumping it, it was not the way it's been in years past. Because it was almost like kicking them. It was a super weird. But if you watched it, and even I noticed this being my fucking... The, the 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 squid ass I am like it was throwing them weirdly to the point I, that I was like Are you talking mm.
2: about the 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 flo- the wall jump into the sand?
1: No, I'm talking about the floater like on a um, horsepower hill. Yeah, I think so. That floater like big ass oh, double that yeah, yeah. everybody whips over there going into the back. Yeah,
2: yeah. Before you hit the left hander at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just it, I don't
1: it threw them really fucking weird. It like made their ass end come up. It was super I, weird. And then like I said, there was a lot in both classes of yeah. guys were. Doing if weird we're talking, stuff. If we're
2: talking about this vacuum, though, with just Eli and Chase. Okay, all right, yeah, we can yeah, that. No, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but if we're talking about them two, it's because they're pushing so fucking hard. And somebody made the comment yesterday, I don't know who it was, that they weren't comparing these two because even though as successful as Eli has been, we still know that it's hard to put them with Stu and Ricky. But this is the first time since the Stu RC days that they... The two top two guys
1: have yarded everyone. Have this been hard. this
2: far ahead oh, of yeah. third place, and not only that, been able to do this pace for essentially three straight rounds.
1: I'm not gonna lie. Did you see Tomac after that first moto yesterday?
2: No, I didn't watch any of the interviews afterwards.
1: It was uh, it wasn't the interview. They showed him sitting down oh. afterwards. Yeah, but and he, dude, did this
2: at, he did this at Billville though too.
1: I know. I'm just saying it, but it looked it, it was it wasn't normal. I mean, okay. Cool. Well, 30. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm just saying like I he- feel weird that this is me
2: defending Eli because this is something I've never done before. I know. And but like, like uh, but it's weird. It's weird for me. But I feel like I have to because I know I know you're not I know you're not trying to take shots at Eli. I know that's not what it is, but you're defending more of Chase. And I feel like I almost have to defend Eli because it was one out of nine motos, man. I get Look, he has pushed Eli, the farthest we've seen Eli push, probably since that 20... Eli
1: has said that these are the hardest motos he's had it's to ride. It's probably
2: been since 2017 when Marv wrapped, rocked off three overalls in a row. That, mm-hmm. Remember when Marv did that in the middle yeah. of the season? Mm-hmm. Eli still won the title, so it didn't matter, but Marv went on that stretch in the middle of 2017 where he just straight-up beat Eli. So it's probably been since then, and then obviously we know the year before when Kenny just slapped around Eli, and yeah. that was a different thing. But it's like... I feel like I have to defend Eli in the sense that I get it. This pressure has been coming for the last five to six motos, but mostly the last four. But it's one out of nine motos that Chase has won. I and know. I understand you can talk about that first moto at Millville, but it's like he still didn't win, though. So you could say could have, should have, would have, and he had the lead, and I get that. But how many times can we say over, and I know that this is – I go to this all the time. How many times did Stu was Stu ahead of Ricky and he just couldn't put it together for the I entire I know, moto? but there's,
1: there, there's a lot of stats out there saying that this is like – slightly different. I mean, Eli has scored, had the most moto wins Mm
0: -hmm.
1: without taking the lead of the championship. Sexton has scored the most points to be in second place in the championship at this point. Like, there's all these stats that's like, man, this is fun. But, I mean, the winner in all of this, in all of it, yeah. is us watching mm-hmm. because it's fucking awesome. Like, it's not it's not a normal season where, like, you just have a dude running away from everyone. Where, yeah. like, he might get a bad start and he's got to come through the pack, but then he does, like, by halfway. And then he's fucking gone. And the rest of the motos, he gets a start and he's just fucking gone. It's like, we have 30 minutes plus two, la- th- essentially 35 minutes of these dudes just fucking battling. And And every time you think, like, one of them's going to pull away... The other one just, like, boom, kicks it in the ass and pulls back up on him. I mean, it was great racing yesterday. I don't know if I fully agree with you that Sexton looked out of control. I thought he looked sketchy, but I thought everybody. I mean, Jet looked sketchy yesterday, and Jet is fucking smooth. Like, I feel like it was just the track. From what I heard, they brought in All New Dirt. And it's fucking been nothing but rain. Imagine yeah. that north, the northwest. It's raining, and that was what made it different. Even Savachi mentioned in his post-race interview, like, "Yeah, it was, it was weird. The dirt was weird." So I just
2: I don't think, though, I just think yesterday that Chase. We keep talking about
1: how I think there's a transfer power happening, dude. Like, but I
2: don't. Th- but see, here's the thing, though. You keep saying that, and I and I get where you're coming from. But it doesn't really matter if Chase doesn't win this title. You could say that you. You could say in the sense that it. This is things to come because we know that Eli, unless something crazy, which who knows, we've talked about maybe Jet coming up, will be the reason to keep Eli around. But Eli's not racing outdoors next year. We know he's no, doing just he's supercross. Out. So maybe that's where you could say, okay, it's a big deal because then Chase is going to be the guy. Tell, like, dude, Dylan. It's going to
1: be sweet to see Honda go 1-2 in the 450 class next That's,
2: year. That's uh, Hold on. Hold on about on that one.
1: 1-2. <sighs> one, hold on. Fucking st- incredible. You still have the returning champion to worry about. Fucking incredible. You still, you still have the returning champion. Oh, to worry. we're not worried about that at all.
2: Why would you not be worried? He won last year. Nah, I'm
1: not worried about that at all.
2: You, why?
1: First off, we have Jet Lawrence.
2: Okay, so why would you not be worried about the returning champion?
1: Well, because we have Jet Lawrence.
2: What does that have anything to do with Dylan? What does that have anything to do with Dylan?
1: Look, if you want me to pick Jet or Dylan, I'm gonna go with Jet every time.
2: Who's got a 450 title?
1: Right.
2: Dylan does. Jet can't even fucking win a moto yesterday. I don't know he where you're coming still from. Still won the pitch. overall. Yeah, it doesn't fucking matter.
1: We're seven for eight.
2: Yeah, and he also didn't win and he got smoked. We're My still. point is, is that I don't under, that That's even if Eli's not there, Dylan is still. I told
1: you I'd get you fired up tonight. Yeah, dude. because
2: that's an asinine comment.
1: Dylan's gonna be good. Oh, we get to Dylan. Dylan here. fucking whooped everybody
2: last year. Mm,
1: yeah. Okay.
2: You want to go back and look at the stats? He did. He did. So He's not, he
1: would not whoop everyone this year.
2: I didn't say he would, but to think though that he still wouldn't be contending for this title is a little disrespectful. Uh, maybe. No, he he would be. Because there were times last year where you looked at and going, Yeah, Dylan, what happens if he got to start?
1: hmm
2: He was catching people from 15th. So yeah. Yeah, well, it, that
1: would be a big problem for him this summer. It would be. A big it, problem. It, it definitely
2: <laughs> it definitely would. I don't disagree, but my point is is that. We didn't last year see what would happen if Dylan got a start. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a little. It's Dylan a li-
1: doesn't get starts, though. So, like, that no, point he does is it. hard he does to it. fight.
2: But it's it's very disrespectful to say that, oh, the 21, 2021 champion wouldn't have anything for these guys. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, it's questionable. I don't think it's, it's questionable. It's
1: questionable.
2: I don't think it's questionable. It's super disrespectful
1: to say that. It, uh, it really is. I'm not. No. It no, really is.
2: It is. It is.
1: Because you don't think... That's that, disrespectful, but but saying that, like, fucking none of these guys would have anything for Hurlings anywhere is, is not Herlings, disrespectful. Because like, uh, Hurlings is... is you know, we're talking out both sides of our mouth
2: Because Hurlings has proved time and time again that when he's on, who has beat him? When <sighs> he's Cooper a, Webb. On a 250. fifty. Coop, I'm talking, Cooper we're talking, Webb. We're talking about a 450. And you, Cooper you, Webb's not even riding outdoors. Yeah, we're talking <laughs> about 450s. It's not maternity leave. We're talking about 450s. Hurlings, when he's 100%, you couldn't even name... A handful. You couldn't name on one hand. Timmy G. Not when he's 100%. Hurlings every time has been 100% has beat Tim Geyser in a championship. So, yeah. You couldn't name on one fucking hand the amount of guys that when Hurlings is 100% that have straight up just beat him. Seriously. You can't. I, I, I real, like, I'm dead serious. You can't. 100%. Not a handful. You couldn't name five guys
1: five dudes doing this is a weird position yeah. to be doing to me okay yeah. like do you want to grab I'm, my boobs i'm, I'm just I'm just,
2: ta- I'm just telling you when you bring in the hurling things like
1: that sexual assault i'm going to have to talk to hr oh
2: god when you bring in the hurling things i have to check you a little bit cuz
1: it's it's proven when he's 100% you can't name five dudes that have beat him straight up 100% time is like <laughs> 30% of the time he's 100% <laughs> he also wins championships doesn't matter that's like 50/50 i heard that stat too that what? like hit that he is, he's healthy, I think it was, like, 50% of the time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, he definitely...
1: Like, 50% all, yeah. of the time, he's, 50% of his 450 career, he's been healthy, and he's won the title. So, so you essentially, with Hurlings, you got, like, a 50-50 shot.
2: Yeah, but, you know, I'll take that, because it's like, if I know that that dude can stay healthy, he's literally won both championships. That's the definitely. thing.
1: I know he can't stay healthy, so that... And you cannot argue that point. No, no, point. I, you can't. That is, that is actual, so, that is
2: legit fact. But anyways... Uh, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't think Chase broke Tomac. I don't, because it it didn't matter. It took nine motos for him to finally get it done. And you can, like I said, we can talk about that first moto at Millville, but the fact is, is he didn't get it done. And yes, he won the overall. He split the motos. He got it back to five points. But it's like, I don't, I can't take how that would be confidence for him. And maybe he can spin it in his own mind because he's young and he just, that's how his brain works. But he still has to realize that eight of the previous motos, he didn't beat him. Unless he's just blind and he just is not thinking about that, which who knows, maybe that's what he has to do to keep himself motivated to, like, he can win this. But if I'm him, I'm thinking, yeah, cool. I got him that one moto, but it's like the other eight, I, I didn't beat him. And outside of Millville, he wasn't really... It's only been up till the first moto at Millville where he's actually been able to be this close to him. And yes, it is a surprise that he did it at Washougal, but it's like, once again, too, you got to look at it and go, okay, so the last... The last four motos, he caught Eli and he passed him the first moto, and then he went down. And in the second moto, Eli got a st- average start, caught and passed him, first moto washugal. got an average start, caught and passed Chase. Chase got the start in the second moto, did what he had to do. Eli realized, like, hey, just he's got it. But it's like, what happened in the motos before that? When Eli got us like at Red Bud, what happened when Eli got the start Red Bud over Chase Chase couldn't fucking track him down. Yeah, I just believe that with the way Eli is these days, that if he gets to start over Chase, Chase is not going to be able to run him down because he hasn't been able to this year. Chase, and I don't want to say this to be like I'm being disrespectful to him because I do like Chase. I feel like it has been very beneficial, the fact that he has been able to get the start over Eli. And then once Eli goes around him, we talked about this last week, he latched on to him and he's he's so talented that he can pick up on lines that Eli's doing but then use his technique to somehow run that pace. But I don't know that if Eli gets a start that Chase can run him down. I just don't. I don't believe he can. I only think the reason why he's been able to stay this is because he's gotten the starts over Eli, and then when Eli's gotten around him, Chase has been able to latch on to him. If you tell me that Chase just has to find that fucking pace, I don't know if he can. I think that he is very – it's very beneficial to him, and we're going to talk about this when we talk about the 250 with Jay Koo. Chase, we know, it's it's Eli and Chase. It's those one and two. Yep. But I think that Chase has a problem sometimes finding that next level pace when he doesn't have a guy to latch onto, because it happened in Supercross quite a few times. I'll tell like you when what.
1: He... I bet he's real pissed off about that tip over at Thunder Valley. That brain. Oh car.
2: yeah, yeah. At the end of the moto, for sure. Because that's right now. That's it's what it'd be two points then.
1: Yeah. Well, one spot or two. It would have been no. It would <clears> actually <throat> no. It would have been t- it
2: would have been tied <clears> because he would have got third that moto. Yeah. So it'd be tied right now if that would have never happened. But then he can also say he's probably super pissed off about that first moto in Millville. I just. I cannot find a way to believe that if Chase doesn't get the start over Eli and Eli is in front of him, that Chase can track him down. Mm -hmm. I just don't. And that sounds super ridiculous because he's been able to do it. He's been able to run that pace, but I think it's because he's been able to latch onto the back of Eli. We all know that there's a difference between finding that pace when you don't have somebody to chase as opposed to chasing them. And I just I don't know if I can a one hundred percent confidently say that if Chase has to find that pace, then he can do it, because that's the thing he doesn't ride like that when it's just him riding around.
1: Yeah. You no. Know? Uh, well, here's what I'm saying: his worst moto finish of the year right now is fourth. We're through. We're through sixteen motos. Yeah. And his worst moto finish is fourth.
2: Oh, that's I'm not. So I'm not. bagging it, it's.
1: On. I mean it. We're in if we're in a dogfight here down to the end. So. Yeah. This will be cool to see. Um, all right. Uh, so, yeah. So, Sexton goes 2-1 for first. Tomac goes 1-2 for second. Mm-hmm. Anderson goes 3-3 for third, kind of quietly. Just, Just there. Got dropped. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, those two are on another level. Everybody knows we it. We know so. that
2: Ando wanted to do really well this season. Once again, we talk about it. He got that overall, but we know that it's, it's Supercross. Mm-hmm. We're going to go into 2023 Supercross, and it's probably going to be Eli... Eli, Jason, and Ando as the yeah. favorites. So. Did you hear
1: about Ando fucking with Eli in practice last week? Yeah, I saw it. I watched it. Oh, yeah, I guess because you can do that kind of thing. <laughs> um, that's interesting.
2: I don't know why. Everybody was kind of wondering yeah. what he was doing. Yeah. I don't know if it was like, what do you – I don't fucking know.
1: It's Jason Anderson. The yeah. world may never know. Yeah. Um, all right, Kenny goes 4-6 four, for fourth. Kind of like I- interesting, just quiet day for kenny but like not bad but well
2: luckily for him uh and we'll talk about this when we talk about like what we expect going into unadilla but he's probably happy unadilla's the next round
1: yeah still nothing for him for next year yet
2: (laughs) he's got world supercross
1: yeah that's an interesting i don't think
2: you see him well i don't know how that would actually work out how what it because so, it's only, com- yeah, it's only confirmed that he's riding red for these three rounds. And then there's nothing for next year. Mm-hmm. I don't
1: think you see him on a red bike in 2023. That's we'll all see. I'll say. Well, we'll see. Um, <clears throat> Christian Craig goes six five for fifth. Man, him and Barsha in that first him moto. And Bar- him and Barsha battling. Woo! They're trying to prove they're, a point right they're now. They're trying to prove the 250 point here. Craig, though, man,
2: got uncharacteristically bad starts both motos. Yeah. That, I feel... Oh, no,
1: he s- crashed. I listened to the it, first moto and yeah, second moto? Uh at least the first, if not both, I don't remember. So yeah. No, he w- crashed both, because okay. he crashed in almost the same spot. He said on the first lap, both motos. Yeah.
2: But I think his bad start was because he was yes, that, that Well buried. that could
1: be too. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, dude, he is quietly very, very good here on, on uh, this four fifty outdoor. Kind of the
2: same thing, same way with you, even though I think it's not gonna be a hindrance. I really hope that Husky doesn't set him back. Yeah. Because I tell you what, with all the momentum he's got right now.
1: And I'm a big Christian Craig fan. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Now here's the question, though, between him and Barsha, And by the way, Barcia goes five eight for six.
2: And he went down the second second moto. Road. moto yeah, yeah, that was kind Either of gnarly,
1: That was kind of a gnarly. Yeah, that, get off well, there. I mean, it and just that, got and off that wall was him. so
2: fucking hard. There oh, was no give yeah. there. It's just
1: whatever. Um, which one of them are we going to see on the two fifty?
2: Well, you heard Barcia already. Arty- did you watch that video? Yeah, Barsha okay, rode it. Barcia already spitting laps.
1: Christian- I mean, he looked okay. I didn't he see looked, anything. I mean, you got to think though. That's the first time he's ridden a two fifty f. And did you hear why he was really on that bike? No. they they wanted him to test it because the 250 guys have been having so many issues
2: i don't think justin barsha is a good guy to try to figure your 250 no, out no
1: they just they just wanted a different opinion because apparently what has been happening and this is coming well,
2: mosman's from, been talking about this too yeah
1: this is coming from cooksey talking to tyler keith that yeah they uh they they've been having so many issues and the guys don't like the bike so much they were like you know what Justin, why don't you go ride this for a day and tell I mean, us what you think? I mean, cool, but
2: I don't know what feedback he's going to be able to give them. I don't be know. Helpful.
1: I don't know. I mean, that's not an really outside, inconf- an outside opinion. In something is always an outside opinion. Yeah,
2: I don't disagree with that. I just can't think off the top of my head what is Barsha going to tell them that would benefit Michael and
1: be. I, I don't know.
2: It's not a real confidence going into MX of Nations if you can't figure your fucking own bike out. That I don't makes know. me
1: uh so christian and craig hat they built this. i'm sure you saw on the broadcast when they yeah. were talking to his mechanic his 250s built he's yeah, riding he's it a- next week
2: man i you know i go back and we're gonna see videos of christian i mean we saw videos of barsha the day it happened
1: craig said in his post race interview that he he rode the 250 last week he jumped on somebody's i think and wrote it on the turn track and was shredding he's like i just didn't have a videographer and we're like okay sure what that he wrote it last week. I don't oh, think Oh, yeah, did. yeah.
2: No, no. Because what's his name? I can't I can't remember his mechanic's name. He's been around for a long time. He's like, yeah, we're just getting it built this week. Yeah. So, like, whatever. Man, I still think there's some to the continuity thing of having two star guys. You know, I've changed my tune. If You know, I was all on the Barsha thing, but now I'm starting to wonder. I'm like, maybe Christian... Because once again, I've said this to you. I'm waffling on
1: it too, man. And I've said
2: this to you on here, off the record, on the group text that we have. It's not going to really matter because you know they're going to rip that fucking start so damn deep. They're Mm -hmm. not going to get a start. But that star bike's definitely going to get a better start than that gas-gas bike.
1: I know. My only nervousness And they're not going to get over the leap. Let's be real. Neither of them are going to get over the leap. My only nervousness with Craig is that he has not been there before. The Vex of Nations? Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's a big spotlight event, and Bar- Barsha has been there, and the mm-hmm. pressure doesn't seem to phase him. And man, that would I would hate for that to be the thing that cracks our two hundred and fifty guy. Unless may- they just
2: go in and tell Christian, like, hey, dude, we just need solid results out of you because we know. Well, you that's do- what
1: they're going to say anyway, because we're going to have chase and eli chase and eli are gonna go out there and set a fucking pace yeah no matter what we say unless it's a fucking mutter which it could be who yeah. knows they're gonna, no, I don't set, think anybody's they're gonna set they're gonna set a pace and a tone because yeah. this is tom cooper's been texting me about this this is the most pumped up we've been, like oh dude i've been telling matt, anybody's I've been, seen i've been
2: telling matt like i can't like i can't wait for this fucking
1: like and everybody everybody everybody, everybody ride, actually wants to, the riders did everybody's you see,
2: talking yeah did you listen to chase's interview with josh moseman from like talking no. about this he was like, Yeah, he's like, you know, I think we both me and Eli, we just we can go win. Like there's no reason for us not to. We can go win. Yeah. You know? And it is. Like there's there's something about this, and I think that we have to get it done this year, because if we don't Yep. You know? Yeah. But uh, to your to your question.
1: Oh my god, and have you seen the fucking stupid shit about like, oh look, Justin Cooper won a race, maybe we should fucking look at him. No, fuck off.
2: The only way that would even be a possibility is if Cooper went out and fucking did this for the lat did that for the last four rounds. Yeah. If he if he you know what it made start- this simple is if fucking J mart came back halfway into the year, it will be like, oh, just Jeremy Martin. <laughs> he's coming back. Yeah, but dude, I don't think two rounds is good enough unless he w- just wins four motos in a row. Yeah, if he be yards only, everyone, yeah, okay, okay but that'd be the I only don't way. See that no, and, he, and dude, he's not. He didn't even ride the 250F last week. He rode the 450. Yeah. So it's like to answer your question right now, if you put a gun to my head, I'd have to say Christian. We could Craig. do that. I don't, I don't. We're not doing that we'd get banned from
1: youtube Banned on youtube uh
2: i gotta go christian craig man just because i still think there's something to the continuity of star because i don't (sighs) like this i don't like this whole thing especially we know barsha and eli don't like each other Mm -hmm. and they can say they squashed their beef whatever and i don't think barsha and chase particularly like each other craig everybody's like well eli i don't think there's a
1: lot of people like barsha
2: yeah, so, Freddie like, why weren't
1: you- in his post-race interview said he got barched on the first lap of the so first So, here's,
2: here's the thing, dude. Why the fuck are we going to pick a guy that were those the other two do- guys yeah, are going to just...
1: Especially when he's not that dominant. Like, no. if it was just, like, a, he's so dominant on a 250F, like, okay, cool. And like I said, if he's it not, it's like, yeah, you're right. It's like, uh, well, is it really worth...
2: And it doesn't matter because our 250 guy <laughs> is not going to be the top 250 guys over there anyway. I don't see them beating Vial. I don't see them beating Gertz. I don't see them beating Hunter. They might have a hard fucking time beating Simon Langenfelder, who's the German rider for that team. So it's like as long as they're in the top five in their own class, that's all we really need from them because we know Eli and Chase are going to set the pace in the first moto, in their motos, and then the third moto, which I'm telling you right now, that third moto is what it's going to come down to. Mm -hmm. It's going to come down that third moto. I don't really think it's going to matter what our 250 guy is going to do because here's the thing. It, didn't, it doesn't fucking matter who we have. They're not going to go out and win a moto. No. So it's not going to matter. But I'd have to go with Craig. Dude,
1: let's get Ryan Villapoto back on that 07 bike and let's just fucking roll, baby fucking start training rv and let's put him on bro, that fucking a fucking oh seven sheet and rip that dude and then put him on a br- actually take oh that- man and he just fucking rip it bro he's gonna rip win rip it um all right so moving on uh so savachi seven seven for seven with a bum ankle with a bum ankle i thought that knee tweaked and i'm like oh that's here what Cooksey thought too no savachi said um he scrubbed didn't have his foot on the peg the proper way and ended up. A lot up, of people did that. Yeah, and he and it's the foot that is bad already. They oh, says the has the, days? yeah. He says has the mobility of a cement block. So and then when he landed, he like folded it or something. Uh, he was he went and got toward all shot. He said and he was he was a game time decision. He went out rode the site laps see how it would feel. So.
2: I mean, he did good. I mean, he re- he was up there. He's in I the top am, five in the second moto.
1: I am becoming a bigger Savachi fan Really? by the minute. I'm shocked, uh, I, yeah, Dude, I mean, he got a good start yesterday and ran up front for a while again. He's in
2: the top five in the second moto
1: for, like, after, what, 20 minutes? After being hurt, I just think the poor guy's got no luck. I mean, the Savachi no, syndrome holds super true to him. Like, don't get me wrong. I do not take that back at all. Yeah. And it's not a dig on him. It's mm. just like, dude, in the 250 class, Every time you got close, there was something stupid. But you stupid can, also, would you can also
2: you could he obviously if he heard something like that, he would shrug it off. But it would annoy him if other people said it more and more. But also you can look at that and go, okay, that comment only comes from the fact that dude, you if you wouldn't have had those moments, yeah, how many motherfucking championships would he actually have? Because oh yeah. so it's like and it's, I would be a over a dip, here saying this the Savaties. Di- it's a diss, and I don't know if I've ever actually like thought of that until now. And maybe you haven't either, but it's like, it's a diss, but it's also one of those things that you go, flip it, and if he wouldn't have had those moments, how many championships would he have actually had? Uh-huh. Because it's like, yes, he didn't get it done, and that is going to be a reflection on his career, but it goes, there's not a lot of people that you can say got that close to winning that many Look, titles. Look,
1: it is essential. the Savachi syndrome is essentially a, a, uh, shit, what do I, I want to say? It, I mean, it's essentially, it means bad luck. Yeah. That that's what it means. Like yeah. it's not. It's not really like a dig. It's just like, man, dude, he has bad luck.
2: I just really hope, man. I really hope that Cowie just
1: at the end of this year does not. There's a lot of talk about they are going to have three guys next he- year. But then there's a lot of talk about is it going to be Savachi or is it going to be Forkner?
2: If it's Austin Fortner, uh, everybody at Cowie is an absolute moron. I know. Jesus I know.
1: Christ. So. <laughs>
2: that that'd, been, that'd be the most stupid. Oh, yeah. Stupid. Yeah, I,
1: I don't know. I'm oh, hearing God. different things, so we'll see. Um, Benny Bloss, he goes 9 9 for 8th. Not bad. He's having a big ride day at his house this week. Apparently, yeah. I'm not fast enough to get the invite. No. I not thought how of, a lot of people are. I thought about texting him and being like, hey, bro, can I get an invite? But then I'd also have to go to Kansas or wherever the fuck it is down there. So I'm out on that. Uh, AP, 8 13 for 9. Crashed he that second moto. He was
2: sixth for a while in that second moto. Yeah, right?
1: he was doing pretty well and he crashed. He went down. Um, so, whatever. Uh Amart, farewell tour. There goes my hero. A la Steve Mathis. Uh, 10 12 for 10th. So, bad. that's not I mean, bad. I think that's, no. his, I think that's
2: his best moto, or best finish of the year.
1: Yeah. Uh, Michigan's own Marshall Welton goes 12 11 for 11. Solid day. Kind of back to normal.
2: Hit a wall there for a few weeks. Mo- a few, few weeks. weeks, yeah. Yep, but, but now here we kinda, are. that's kind of where he's been. So, yep. good for him.
1: Um, Here's a good one. we got some stuff to talk about here. So Ryan Dungey goes 38-4. Oh, boy. Those first two laps of that first motor. Were I was, exciting. I was like, whoa. Yeah. I was like, wow. There's some speed going on and there.
2: I actually believe eventually they were going to start to inch away from him. But he wasn't out of control.
1: No, he was not out of control. That's probably the best I've seen Dungy look since he came and back. Did,
2: I loved, I loved how RV in the booth's going. Yeah, man, like he's just making me look good. Yeah, because <laughs> you're like thinking in the back of the mind, you're like, yeah, that comment goes because he's making him look good. Because guess what, RV used to wax his ass. Yeah, so RV's going, yeah, I'd have these guys covered.
1: <laughs> Which is funny because he came back at Monster Cup and did not have those guys covered.
2: Wow, well, God, why am I all of a sudden like defending dudes that I never would defend? Okay. You are correct, but RV was also forty pounds overweight and didn't. I'm give just a saying.
1: Shit. I'm just saying. He came back and he did not have those guys covered.
2: No, but if RV would have trained like Dunge, he'd come back, he there'd be no doubt in my mind where he would be right now.
1: Here's the funny thing, Dungeon and Sexton. I don't know if you've seen this or heard about this. They do press after the races forever. Right. Not only do they do press, they sign autographs and take pictures. Well done forever.
2: done Dunge that doesn't surprise me because he's kind of always done that in his career. Like he's always tried to be a man of the people. Sexton, I mean I don't know if that's just somebody at Honda or maybe it's his dad Keir, because Keir always has him under control. Maybe. maybe it's just Keir telling him, Hey dude, like you need this. Yeah. You need this.
1: Yeah, I so. don't know. I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad thing for no, him. No, but no, no, but not they, at all. but literally Weege makes comments about it every week in in the Weed show. About how those guys are there forever after the race. They'll well, take pictures. They'll sign autographs. They'll do any sort of press, whatever. Good. For okay, the two of them, that's how you need to keep. That's
2: how you keep your career going.
1: Yeah, we got to talk to him, Iron Man. Which one? Both of them. Um. All of the above. As many people as possible
2: be like chase don't watch this show though first. then we're gonna
1: go get us our, ourselves a nice dinner at applebee's and either hit the road back home or uh you know that's uh, just our
2: thing guys we just did we eat at applebee's we're gonna have we a nice
1: dinner at applebee's we nice should we should dinner. do a, we should do a meetup friday night at applebee's in in uh whatever it is a there nice crawfordsville ste- a
2: nice steak dinner yeah
1: do do a meetup. be like hey guys this is where we're gonna be feel free to come find us yep, well yep, yep, yep. after we leave the track on friday <laughs> probably go to walmart and hang out for a while because that's all there is to do in that town dunham's no there was a dunham's we can go buy guns cool we, Fuck you yes. bought ammo there last year i so. did because <laughs> there was ammo i was fucking bummed uh, so all right um let's see here shane fourteen, ten for 13 is he still gonna be riding after the break or do we know i don't, I don't think so any idea <laughs> i don't think so do you know what's happening i don't think
2: so malcolm <sighs> and dino are coming back okay Yeah, the wheels are kind of falling off, and I think that has something to do with that back. (sighs) He's not been the same guy for a while.
1: Uh, Chiz goes 13-16 for 15. Good for him. Carson Brown, 15-20 for 18 on the 252 smacker. God, that was good to hear that, Blake. Uh, Garrett Marchbanks fucked my fantasy right in the ass with a 35-15 for 19, so that's sweet. Yep uh brandon hartraft uh apparently crashed in the first moto went 37 18 for 21st so that's fucking sweet moran's as we said went 20 20- oh, poor kev 22 22 for 24 on the day wow 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 it's just a
2: 450 class in a nutshell
1: this year mm-hmm. yep uh let's see here anybody else not really oh matt hubert was racing Yeah, buddy matt hubert went dnf 30 so that's cool anything else with the 450s here before we move on
2: uh oh Ooh. Ooh. no oh. no 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 nothing Ooh. racing related oh well I mean it has to do with racing but uh. like nothing like actually in the motos
1: now I'm sad
2: <laughs> apparently Roger D took a tumble who Roger Decoster oh really he took a tumble down what like he like got hit Lars van Brickel went off the side of the track and smoked him Lars really? standing on the side of the track.
1: Interesting. Yeah,
2: like I don't know what happened. Like Lars had it in his like Instagram post, but I don't know if he got loose in the there back. There was or
1: somebody else who smoked a fucking TV thing.
2: Uh, okay, I can't
1: remember who it was. So somebody a like, DeCost- post race interview.
2: The Coster was standing on the side of the track. Yeah. and Lars, I don't. Like I said, I don't know what happened. It he said it in his post. He got loose and he hit like Roger head on. Wow! And they started rolling down the hill, and like they both ended up having to get ambo'd out. This is fucking the legend of Roger DeCoster. This happened in the first moto. Gets taken, evaluated, comes was back for the second moto oh, wow. and is like bandaged up with cuts and bruising and just back to his normal job. And I'm really? like... Jesus Christ, Roger, you are no normal 77-year-old.
1: Uh, dude, I gained a lot of respect for that guy when I saw him walking around with that sledgehammer at Red after the race, like, pounding stuff. Look,
2: man, he's a man's man. He, he's, he's fucking, a fucking he's There's a, a reason why they call him the man.
1: He's the man.
2: Yeah, and it's you know it makes sense. That's why he doesn't take Probably bullshit. needs
1: to retire. I do agree with Sleater on that. Yeah. Probably should talk about some retirement things here, but. Yeah, we probably
2: shouldn't have him making decisions for MX of Nations. Yeah, he's
1: old school. Yeah. Sleater, you did you hear that part on the Gypsy Tales? Because no. Sleeter Sleeter brought that up. Yeah, well. there there was quite a long discussion on that. It was interesting. So I mean,
2: everybody's trying to get like Ricky or Mitch to be like the team manager of the team. And I'm like, yeah, first off, Ricky's not doing it. Sleeter
1: actually, Sleeter actually brought up the same thing with Mitch of like he's old school and it might be time for change. I just like, don't
2: know who we would put in that position.
1: Who's the guy that's the manager at Star? Jeremy Coker. Yep. I mean yeah. Could do him. I mean he's he's young. He's fit. He's you know I mean why not? He's in it. So I mean you could have Lars from Honda too. Look, we need we need some this works the same way and I'll I'm just gonna say this and it's gonna fucking probably get us off YouTube, but whatever, it works the same way as our president. Oh god. We need some we need some young big dick energy. I mean, you, in, in this stuff,
2: Lars is not young, but I mean, he's not old, but he's not young. You he's in Lars. his
1: forties. He's got some younger, big dick energy you compared to yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I don't disagree with what you're saying. I mean, people have talked about this for a long time now.
1: Lars, I would like to see a few more years of actual team management and see how it goes, especially once I we mean, get it away from doing
2: pretty fucking good this year. Well,
1: we have the Lawrence brothers, Chase Sexton, and well, yes, he kind of walked into that. Jeremy Coker's kind of built star here because hasn't he managed star for a while he's
2: managed to star for a while
1: yeah so he's kind of built that so i like that a little bit more of so, built not bots yeah there's kind of
2: there's coker there's jensen hendler and then there's also uh brad hoffman over yeah. at the yamaha but like jeremy Co- jeremy coker obviously is like the face that everyone yeah because it's coker that's like the the big manager yeah. and then jensen hendler is like the 250 manager mm-hmm. and then brad hoffman deals with like the yamaha like just the oe side of things yeah so there's like a lot of shit over there but yeah Jeremy Coker's like the the big dog over at Stonker. I'm
1: gonna start a thing to get him as our. As I mean her. it'd
2: be good because I I mean also like if you just want to talk about like young and guy that would be able to relate with the, with the riders Wilbur
1: yeah he'd be he'd be an because interesting would, one too yeah because
2: he's not the manager at, at, Ga- at, at, at TLD yeah but like oh we just need a guy for like one weekend out of the year yeah that'll be able to get these fucking
1: monkeys to mm-hmm. just listen <laughs> Make the monkey dance.
2: Exactly. So yeah. No, I don't I I completely agree with everything you're saying.
1: <laughs> all right, cool. So that was our 450 wrap-up brought to you by our friends at JT Cycle. Again, links in the description below to all our sponsors. Um, so now we'll do our 250 Wash wrap-up, which are gonna be brought to you by our friends at GutterWorks, Josh and Kayla, amazing moto family. Uh-huh. All the kids ride, all 18 of them. All right, ride, P-dubs, it's awesome. Uh, actually, we're getting ready to have another kid, mm. another little boy, so that'll be fucking cool. Zane's going to have a little brother to Good pick on.
2: Josh to not be outnumbered anymore.
1: Yeah, awesome. Love you guys. Yeah, because it sucks when you're outnumbered. Trust me, I know.
2: Yeah, Thank God only, the and, dog's it's of, and it's only two of you. Thank God the dog's a guy. Yeah, it's only two of them. Yeah, Think I about with Josh, it's like uh, five. Check
1: them out at gutterworksgutters.com. All right, 250 wrap-up here. Well, what? we're seven out of eight. Honestly, well, we'd be eight out of eight.
2: Yeah, I'd be a little. You got a little lucky this one, kind of like with Thunder Valley.
1: Look, when it's your year, it's your year. Yeah, no, I'm not going to say luck doesn't play a factor in it, but you, I know mean, what? you know,
2: even RV brought this up. He's like, yeah, you know, I mean, you have to make your own luck. Ricky used to say this, but there is. It's just, I, I mean, I said, dude, this a while he ago. did
1: kind of yesterday too because he did not look that great, and he forced his way into second both motos. Like I he mean, clicked it at a point and went, okay, cool, it's time to go. I need to get into second.
2: Okay, but like, here's the thing, though. If you're saying not great, like you also made the comment that everybody else was struggling. Even if he would have looked great, I still don't think he would have won, though.
1: We had bad juju going in because we kept saying how much we hated that track. Well, that's so fucking fault. Bad juju going in, and we still went two-two and got the overall. Fuck yeah, bro. Yeah,
2: I mean, good. He, I mean, dude, he already had such a big points lead and stuff, but he <sighs> did. I mean, and dude, he even said it.
1: It's hard being the best, but he we even, manage it.
2: He even made the comment. He's like. I wasn't even close. Like, yeah, I did not have. He did not have the pace. He was not going to win yesterday.
1: No, he just wasn't. He was Although, not Did you hear the comments after the first moto? His, no, I only his,
2: watched the second moto. So comments. the
1: comments after the first moto were like, "Yeah, I let Hunter have that," and I'm like, Ooh, "That's a lit like."
2: Yeah, he didn't like let I, app-
1: have that. I appreciate the confidence jet and stuff like that, but you better be able to go and like fucking get him after that, you know? Like,
2: and he did. Yeah, I, I don't, mean, I don't, don't get me
1: wrong. Second moto, yeah, they fucking. I mean.
2: And Hunter went down. Yeah,
1: Hunter had I nothing co- for him, but I
2: I don't know if he that's just jet. He was like taking a jab at him or he actually believes that, but he didn't let Look,
1: Hunter. Here's what here's what I want to talk about here, real quick, too. And I don't even have this in my notes. Did you watch the Red Bull thing they've done? They did about the Lawrences here. No, I haven't.
2: I have it in my queue, but I have not had the chance to watch it. So
1: let me ruin this a little bit for you here. That's fine. Their dad is on it. And I fucking love their dad. He is for the fucking man. I don't and think he's, there's
2: one person that says they don't
1: like their. He's literally on there. And he's like, look, if everybody wants us to quit or wants the the media and everybody to quit talking about us, fucking beat us. Yeah, I mean, he's literally on there. He's like, and he's telling. He's like, look, if you guys don't like that people are talking about us, you don't like us having the spotlight, you don't like us doing this or that, then fucking beat us. But oh, here's the thing, you can't. We've been stomping everyone. And it's like... That's okay. And uh, it's, it's... That's
2: a little, You got to be careful. Like, look, that is great. And, and Sleater and Jace talked about this on the show with yeah. the comparison to the Lessies, even though Darren is not like... like He didn't have fucking Jet and Hunter riding 450s. And, and Sleater talked about this yeah. when they were fucking oh, yeah, 14 I I or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, like, there's a little bit of comparison with the hype train. Obviously, there is a difference because you can compare Mike and Jet... But you can't compare Jeff and Hunter. Like but Jeff was the, real. But here's the thing. But too. you got to be careful. Look, I, I will. I think. I think. I'm gonna. I just call him Darren. Like everybody calls him Dazzy. I'll call him Darren. He definitely knows he has the best interests of his boys. He's not riding their coattails. He is making them earn everything. He's keeping them in control. But here's the thing, though. You got to be careful when you start making comments like that, though. And he is not wrong. He is dead fucking right. Like people don't want to admit this. He's dead fucking right. You have to be careful with that, though, because when you start making comments like that. And then when you st- if you start getting beat, and then mm-hmm. you start getting beat all the time, it makes you look really, really fucking bad. This is not the 450 class yet. Jet, Hunter, when they get to the 450, if they do this then, you know what? Then all bets are off.
1: Can yeah, but I, d- I don't think he talks like this in the 450 class if they're getting beat. That's what but, I mean, though. So right, like, no, now, he's right
2: now, he's 100% right. He is. But once again, though, you can't be making comments like that when one of your sons is about to make the jump to the 450 class yeah. next year.
1: But here's the other thing, too. I mean,
2: he's not wrong. I'm not saying he's wrong. The, uh,
1: and and you want to like talk about the the Alessi comparison too, okay? That and, da- and I also Dazzy's not driving the Dazzy's no, no. not driving the hype train. No, no. And I not like The hype train I'm, is I'm, being s- driven by the media I'm and everybody around gra-
2: it. I'm saying that with a great. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I understand what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying he's also not driving the hype train. No, like no. when Mike came into the pros, like believe fucking hype, Tony was the driving the hype train. Believe the hype. right to yeah. into the ground. But yeah, all I'm saying is you just
2: have to be careful when you start making comments like I that. Do, i know, you, you really, i know but really i'm just do. like
1: dude i fucking love it because he's on like you said he's 100 right he if you want uh if you want them not to talk about us not mm-hmm. to cover us fucking beat us yeah and if you like beat us like- then we become irrelevant yeah but you can't like yeah. you fucking can't right now yes the he- only person on that track right now that i say can beat them at, with any sort of consistency is joe Shimoda. yeah like right now it's joe it's like joe. justin cooper got lucky he won a moto Levi I Kitchen, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say Levi Coop. Kitchen got lucky. He won a fucking moto, okay. I wouldn't say it's luck, but I get what Michael Moseman, got lucky. That he was won a of, moto. That was more of yeah. Those three. What are their fucking results outside of that? Like, get Co- fucked. Cooper like, there's not, is the nobody one... Nobody has anything... Okay, Cooper's got, what, one podium? No, 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 Two? no,
2: Cooper's the one guy that I will say because we know that he's going through that has a little bit more backing to him because he took it to Jet last year. Yeah. we know that, And we obviously know J-Mart's not there, but I'm not... You're right. Joe has been the one guy, the consistent, that has given them a run. We know that, once again, there is factors with some of the other shit, but you're not wrong. Like, Do Joe, we know
1: anybody that knows Nick Way? Dude, I mean...
2: There's a lot of probably people on the east side that like know legit Nick
1: way. knows Nick Way.
2: Yeah, I mean, I could probably find someone. Why?
1: Because I heard Joe's here in Michigan.
2: Yeah, he's been trained to Nick's house. Cause yeah, Nick's track.
1: fucking sweet. Yeah, we should hang out.
2: I, I don't think
1: it's that easy, but okay. We should give him come over ride Martin or something, dude. You uh, know Nick likes Martin.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know why not. Sure, It'd be sweet. Sure, can you
1: imagine we got Joe Kessler out there, fucking <laughs> ripping?
2: Yeah. Um, but no, you're. All I'm saying is you just have to be careful when you start making that co- those comments and stuff because it does make you look foolish if you can't continue to back it up. Yeah. If you continue to back it up, that's why I don't like people making those comments in the middle of people's careers. It's better to make those comments afterwards because you already, everything is set in stone. It's done. But like I said, if you make comments like that and then just for the sake of this ar- this argument, Jet goes to the 450s and he's just not what we
1: thought, it does make you look stupid. We'll be fine. 1 2 at Honda next year. No. In the series. No. Mhm. No. 100%. Nope. Nope. Um not going to happen. But that Red Bull series like the only the first videos out, it's really good. Hunter talks about like casing that uh, that triple at in Atlanta, Atlanta? Yeah. and I don't remember what he says, but it was fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> I remember laughing at it cuz he made he made some comment about it and it was something, you know, only the Lawrence's would come up with. No, I know. As to why he cased it. So, all right, anyway, moving on. Uh, so Justin Cooper goes 4-1 for second. I mean, he, can, I he mean, was good, irrelevant he, he, that first moto to the top three like he was goes, out. And
2: this, Okay, so this is the comment I'm going to make talking about the amateur stuff. And Weegs brought this up. Jay Coop is so start dependent. And he pretty much has done this his entire career since mm-hmm. he went pro. If he's gotten bad starts, he can <laughs> usually work his way inside to a podium or a top five usually. like he's never, he's never really had times where he's like, oh, he gets a shit start and he ends up like 10th. Yeah. You know, outside of Paula, and we know that that was different. Like He was definitely just recovering from his injury. Yeah. But he goes and yanks a hole in that second moto, and he fucking drops him. And he can even go back to Southwick. He got a good start. That second
1: ended- moto was good yesterday. I mean, I'm dude, not going to take it away from him. And here's the thing,
2: too. What was even more impressive to me is when Jet got into second, it was like, what, three seconds? Yeah. And he started closing up, and you're like, well, wheels are falling off for Jay Coop. Like, he Coop. He's not back to where he was last year. And Jay Coop, I don't know if they said something on the pit board... He just whatever like realized like hey this. Is Have you probably- looked
1: at lap times? Is- Did he drop his lap times? Because I'd be interested
0: to was, see that.
2: So he was at like a what were they saying like a 2:15 fift- and then he started dipping back down into the two fourteens. Hmm. So it's like he he, he picked, picked it up, up a little bit and, and Jet couldn't close it. And then I think when Jet realized he's like hey I'm not gonna catch this dude. Yeah. Like he just whatever. But that was impressive
1: to me. Yeah, like, I mean, that was a good moto for him. Yeah. And. But I, was, I need to see more before I'm like, yeah, cool, like he's he's back or yeah, he, and, he can do anything. Because outside the, of that, I'm just going to consider it like the rest of them. Like, uh, oh, he got a start and he fucking ran away from him. Great, cool.
2: Yeah. Here's the thing, though, that I could we could say about Jay Coop, though, because we've seen it. We saw it last year when he took Jet to the limit. That if Jay Coop is back, like if he if this is like the next stepping stone to being back where he was last year, as much as we don't like Justin Cooper, we have to give him credit in the sense that goes, We know that if he's 100%, that he's legit. Yeah. So I definitely agree with you. It's one time. If he goes to Unadilla and he struggles, but it's like if he goes to Unadilla and he goes 1-2 or 2-1 or 1-1 or whatever or 2-2, but he's like right on Jet and Hunter and Joe the whole entire moto, you go, okay. We know that when this dude is – but the problem is is that we only have four rounds to go and then he goes 4.50 next year. So it's like it's unfortunate that if it took him this long to get back to where he was last year because then you go – Jesus, if he was like where he was last year, we would have had even more of a battle this year. Yeah. But you just don't know. You you don't know. I I hope so. I'm
1: super interested to see what happens with him here for next year.
2: We can talk about that at the end of the show.
1: Yeah. So I um, will say
2: this. I hope that this is a sign of him coming back, even though I'm not a fan of Jake Hoop. Because, once again, we know that if he is 100%, he can battle with those dudes. I mean, he proved it last year. Yeah. He took Jet to the limit. He beat Jet a lot of times just as much Jet beat him. Yeah. So it's like... He's the one guy you can go, okay, if he's 100%, it's legit. We know that he can do it. Yeah. But, like, like you said, we just we have to wait to see. Yeah.
1: Um, all right. Hunter goes 1-4. That first model was good. Oh, yeah. It was great. I mean... Him Second moto was just that tip over costume.
2: Yeah, I mean, that first moto though, him and Joe, when oh, Joe yeah. ran him wide before the whoops, I was like, ooh, I was like, I hope Joe didn't mean to do that. And Hunter was probably like, yeah, hey, whatever.
1: Yeah, but I mean, oh no, Joe meant to do that. Oh, well. <laughs> Joe. Nick, is, Nick is teaching him a little elbow grease, man. Yeah, that's alright. Yeah, Mafia way. Hey, no, yeah.
2: man, as long as you're not sawing dudes front ends off, no, fine. that's fine.
1: No. And then Jet did it to Joe. Yeah, and it's hilarious because Joe rides so much better when he's around those du- Actually, dude, he is so good. And I know, like, he just started working with Nick, so it's like, what the, like, Nick must just have mentally triggered something in him, because, like, this has to have been there. Nick knows what
2: he's talking about, dude. Nick was around for a long time, and yes, he never won championships, but he was always on factory teams, other than the one year he rode Suzuki's, Uh, and he was always solid, dude, and here's the thing, Nick grew up racing literally the best of the best. He went from the Ricky Carmichael era to the James Stewart era, to the, like, he raced yeah. All the top legends or whatever the fuck you want to call them. So it's like Nick knows how to do well. Yep. As a professional.
1: Yep. It's interesting, that's for sure. I think uh, it's a
2: good I think it's a good look. Um, but you're there is something too when Joe Three
1: three for fourth though, poor guy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Dude, I am curious though what happened to that second moto when Jet Fonda got around him. Did Joe just say, Hey man, like no moss, or did he like it? I'm wondering if he like started to hit a wall a little bit. Yeah,
1: maybe. I don't know. That was, that was interesting because, yeah, he did drop him. Now that you say that, I think about it. Yeah, he Cause did. Because he went
2: from, like, two seconds, and it was two, and then it got to, like, 1.8, and then it went to three, and then it went to, like, seven, and I was like, ooh. I, was, like, yeah. I don't know if he had a
1: bad lap or he was just like, yeah, whatever. Maybe. Um, all right, Max Voling goes seven five for fifth. Building. He, building. it has got to. Building.
2: Got to keep building. Mm-hmm. Got to keep building. Unigil is going to be interesting for him because uh, he didn't – I don't think he raced there last year.
1: I though. don't remember. I don't know for sure. Uh, Seth Hammaker He's never been to this track. I'm not sure if you're aware. They said on the broadcast about 27 times, he's never been to this track. First moto was real solid. 5'8 for 6th. Kind of like where he's been since. Yeah. You know, and once
2: again, we have to remember, this is the first time he's done an entire he, outdoor season. He
1: is a lot like uh, uh, Styles, where yeah. he just needed to make it through the season. Just I make think, it through the whole season. And I think
2: if he makes through this outdoor season, that's, yep. that's a check. That's a win yep. for him.
1: Uh, RJ Hampshire,
2: 8'6 for 7. He's kind of there. Didn't really notice him too much. I don't think Wash that's a Ugle is. That's
1: another team that the bike is not great. No, they well, are arguing hard. It also
2: doesn't help. I mean, they've been arguing all year. I've heard four a lot four fifties has I've started a, now. that uh, you- yeah,
1: but I've heard a lot of stuff recently with him. He dude. He made a comment in his post-race last weekend about the bike. I mean, dude, RJ. Though comment, I don't remember exactly, but it was something to do with the motor. And yeah, it would, dude. It's uh, it was, it's interesting. That it's that bad over there.
2: I don't think he can complain about the motor because Stiles was getting starts no fucking problem. If he's complaining about the chassis, I don't
1: know. I don't remember what it was, but I just remember he made a comment and then he kind of went in on it a little bit, and then Steve talked about it all week on his shows, and it yeah, it was it was definitely. uh, Look, RJ
2: is never going to be able to find a a team that's going to be able to set the bike up for the way he rides.
1: It, maybe if he got his fucking bars out of his lap. DV talked about this on Pulp on Monday. Sleater talked about this as well when they were talking about... If you get your fucking bars out of your lap, you might not crash as much. Oh, yeah. It's fucking wild. Yeah, if but you, you ride him- with your bars in your fucking lap Yeah, like a fucking idiot. Like I said, and also it would help, too, if he wasn't like a fucking rad doll. He's, like yeah. he's like a
2: board. His upper body is like always oh, just in the same position, shoulders... Like, and dude, his bars
1: and his knees. Yeah.
2: And that's the thing. RJ's gonna have to realize that he's never gonna find a team that's gonna be able to set that bike up. And holy shit, I think when he has to when he goes to the 450, he should just retire.
1: I mean he's <laughs> dude, how old is he? He's not gonna get to the 450 class unless he uh, buys a bike and does it himself. I think he's 20. Who the fuck is gonna hire him? Somebody no, no it won't be a
2: factory team, somebody will hire him. No, no way. I don't yeah. even think it happens. A team like Hep would hire him. <sighs> somebody will hire him, just it won't be a factory team.
1: Dude, I don't know. He'll
2: end up on club or some
1: shit. I mean, yeah, he's got it because he's running out. Here's the thing, okay? You were at, uh, what's it called? He was at Geico. Geico. The same thing happened that we're doing with now. It's not the fucking team or the bike, dude. It's you. You need to go in and make a fundamental change Which to is how wild, you ride. Man,
2: because, God, dude, he is so fucking fast. You're, you're so like,
1: fast, but it's just so dumb. Like, you just, he you, he's got to make a fundamental change or it's never one, going to change. He is,
2: the, he is the one dude that you could say could have benefited from a riding coach. He should have played career. baseball. You know, the also crazy thing is, too. What? I mean, he was a good baseball player, too. He could probably could have went pro. Probably wouldn't have got hurt as much here.
1: Yeah, definitely not, unless he got smoked by a pitch.
2: Uh, the one thing you could say about RJ, though, is. His fucking cardio's on point.
1: Well, yeah. He, he... doesn't get
2: fucking tired. No. Nope. And fucking J-Mart made this comment at Millville, and we all know it, but it's funny to hear somebody say it, because j Martin, you know, RJ have trained a lot together, especially from the Geico days. He goes, yeah, dude, you almost have to be in shape to be able to ride the way RJ does. Like, you can't be an out-of-shape dude and yeah. ride the way... So, like, that's the one thing you can say about RJ. He's got the speed, he's got the cardio, but Jesus Christ, dude, your technique is absolute garbage. It's terrible. Maybe he needs Nick Way.
1: <laughs> He needs Nick Way in his he life. He needs somebody you in need his Jesus. life. Jesus, you need. Oh, okay. Well, that's nah, all right. Uh, again. Pierce Brown goes six nine giggity for uh, for twelfth <laughs> for eighth <laughs> for eighth. I mean, that
2: was his best model I think that's his best moto yeah. he's had all year.
1: Oh wait, here's your here's your homeboy who's killing it. Nate Thrasher goes thirteen seven for ninth, killing it, fucking killing it, bro.
2: Wow, once he's again, so
1: good. He's so fucking good. What's wrong with top ten? He's so good. What's wrong with top ten? So good. Are you gonna answer my question? Dude, I mean 13, 7 for 9. There's nothing so good. What a, what what hell what is the rest of that star team doing right now? He's oh, that's right. They're so not there. Good. So good.
2: What is wrong with top ten? So good. What is wrong with top ten? So good. Are you gonna answer me? He's so good. Can you please answer my question?
1: He's so good. Can you please
2: answer my question?
1: Dude, he's so good.
2: You're not going to answer it. He's All so. Right. Good. You're not going to answer it, are you? No. Why? Because
1: he's so good. Like, Why will an- you not answer my me? My answer to the question is he's so good. He is
2: good. Top ten is fine. That's where he's at. So good. He is not expected. He is not going to win. I never said he was going to win. He's not expected to get top fives. He is a top ten dude because I'm sorry. Where are the rest of his teammates at right now? He's so good. Where's Levi Kitchen at? Hurt. Where's Nick Romano at? Hurt. Where's Matt LeBlanc at? Hurt. So it's him and Jay Coop. Nate Thrasher is not meant to win. Nobody expects him to win outdoors. He is top ten. That's where he's meant to be. That's where he's at. That's that's the end of it.
1: He's so good. He is
2: good. Top 10. How many dudes get top 10s outdoors? He's so good. A lot. Nah, that's false. It's that the same dudes every fu- It's the same fucking dudes list every week. would be long. It's the same fucking dudes every week.
1: All right, let's keep going. Oh, your homie Jalik Swole goes 9-12 for 11th. That's sweet. Oh, Derek Kelly, that's who it was. Derek Kelly, I guess in the first moto, was battling somebody, swapped, and smoked one of the fucking TV camera lift things oh, or really? something. Yeah, I don't know. It was interesting. He was talking about that on his post-race. Uh, let's see here. Your boy Dylan Schwartz came back. He went 14-15 for 16th, so that's okay michigan's own chris prebula it's fucking pouring cats and dogs outside again, again. and we have a metal roof here so yep. it makes it worse it's awesome uh prebula 1918 he was running like for 18th he was running like 13th that second moto or something i was quite impressed got, with like, that 15th overall at oh uh, let's see here anybody else um nope nope that's it anything else with 250s
2: um. Nobody really. I mean, Carson Mumford was up there for a while in the first moto. Don't know I have the second moto. Derek Drake, I don't know. Uh, oh, Preston Kilroy. Preston Kilroy got 11th the second moto. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So was good. Was he's kind of getting back to normal because, I mean, he got hurt a lot in Supercross. Yep. Um. Who else? I don't know. I'm trying to think. Uh, I can't really. I mean, nobody else on Pro Circuit, obviously. Um,
1: no. Yeah, I mean, no, there's nobody really left. No, not really. So No. All right, this has been your 250 wrap-up, brought to you by our friends at Gutterworks. Gutters, again, check them out. Link's in the description down below. Okay. What do you want to talk about first here now? Because we got some shit. Do you want to talk about the new schedule with the Feld and MX Sports collab for next year?
2: Sure, we can talk about that first.
1: Do you want to talk about Silly Season? Or do you want to talk about World Supercross? Because we've already pretty much covered the MXO shit.
2: I mean, you could talk. We could talk about any one of them first. Pick, pick. talk about the uh, the Feld MX Sports thing.
1: Okay. So have you heard what's going on with this new thing?
2: All I've heard is that they're trying to collab this thing to try to you know bring more interest, and we know that it's because they're freaking out about World Supercross. And
1: no, no, no. This has been in the works for years. Yeah, no, it hasn't. Not this has hasn't. been in the works for years. Yeah. It's, it's un- been. A- hey, look at me. Look at. This is my boat. This. ...has been in the works for years. Which is if wild. you ask Davey Coombs at Iron Man if this has been in the works for years, he's going to tell you so many years.
2: You know what's wild is, is that like this is one of the best outdoor seasons we've had in a long time. That's the sad part about it. Yeah,
1: this. and it's hidden from the public because we can't have a fucking TV thing yeah, that works because once again this week, I cannot watch practice on YouTube, which is fucking sweet, and the Flow Racing app can suck my fucking dick, so here I am just, and thank God, because apparently the app didn't fucking work worth the shit in practice, and the fucking app didn't work worth the shit the first moto you were telling me and luckily i have mav tv courtesy of my parents you can go back and watch the last two shows to hear about that one and here we are i actually could watch the moto so fucking sweet
2: yeah cool anyways uh yeah there's a lot of um there's a lot of secrecy to what this whole thing is the last thing
1: i had heard and this was
2: last week i think it was
1: oh yeah see there's been a lot of things
2: yeah that the last thing i heard is is that they're like oh they're trying to figure out a way to hey we're gonna do some supercross and then we're gonna mix in some outdoors or vice versa we're going to do some outdoors we're going to make a super See the thing is, let
1: me tell you what's going on. This is not a new now.
2: concept. They used to do this back in no, the 80s no, and no. 90s. No, no, no. There there's
1: there's a couple there's a couple change ups here. No, okay? okay? Let me tell you this. Hey. So, MX Sports and Feld are going to come together and create the Grand National Championship.
2: Yeah, that was already a thing.
1: Okay? The Grand National Championship though is going to be three rounds. They're not
2: going to be able to call it that cuz there's already a thing.
1: Three it. rounds at the end of the year that are going to be like I guess Monster Cup style tracks, okay? Hold on. I've heard things like L.A. Coliseum. uh, I don't know what else. Anyway, okay. So you're going to still have 17 rounds of Supercross, but we're only going to have 11 rounds of Outdoors. And then, like I said, then at the end, there's going to be three rounds after the Outdoor series for these three Grand National Championship rounds. But you're going to have to qualify into the Grand National Championship by competing in Supercross and motocross and they're gonna put up get this 10 million dollars extra in prize money it's gonna come let me just divide this up for you let me do this math here yeah that rain's fucking sick bro wow 10 or 1.5 million from felt 1.5 million from mx sports and 7 million from nbc now wait, it gets better. Let's go into our Holster Co. reload ramp. The MX Sports money? They're gonna charge the tracks thirty k more round. <laughs> go fuck yourselves. You definitely had to say it that loud, actually, because that rain's pretty. That rain is pretty fucking loud. Go uh, fuck yourselves, MX Sports, dude. Feld isn't pulling that out of the fucking stadium's pockets. They're fucking pulling that out of their own pockets. David- MX Sports makes zero money, so hey. Tracks, I'm gonna need you to go ahead and give me 30k more. You know what's wild? For like two million bucks, you probably actually it'd be more than that. For not a lot of money, you could probably create an outdoor series, go to these tracks and say, hey, we're gonna do this, we're gonna bring in all the top riders, and we're not gonna charge you fucking anything, Davey.
2: His sister and Tim Cotter and all those fucks at MX Sports—if they're going to charge 30k more per track, there are so many tracks that aren't going to be able to afford that.
1: There are so many. On top of that, here let's just let's just say this: what I just found out, which is old news, but me being young in the sport didn't know. Davey Coombs Sr. came up with the whatever it was that was like a fucking union for the tracks Mm. to fight against the promoters, and then your son comes in and blows that all to hell. Yeah. Yeah, David. Fucking ge- joke.
0: Uh,
1: and again, he's I know that's like his, old news. He's but nothing but like his I'm, dad. Yeah, he's
2: nothing, he's nothing
1: like his dad. New, so I don't know this yeah, stuff.
2: so there's a lot of, I can already think, there's a lot of tracks on the schedule right now that would not be able to afford that. Hey, actually,
1: there's no money. Oh, wait, we found $10 million. Oh, hey, the teams don't want any more races. We're adding three races. So here's the thing. Fucking
2: sweet. I can already, right off the top of my head, so let's go through this list. Apollo would be able to afford that. Hangtown won't be able to afford that. Thunder Valley won't be able to afford that. Washugal, because I have told you about their problems. Yeah, they're, they're not, not affording that. They're not going to afford that. So Redbud, Millville will be able to afford that. Uh, obviously, we know Iron Man and High Point are MX Sports Owns. They'll be able to afford that. Unadilla is not going to be able to afford that because Unadilla doesn't even have enough fucking races there to do something like that. Bud's Creek and Jonathan Beasley already have their own fucking problems. They almost went bankrupt a long time ago. They're yep. not going to be able to do that. Yep. So... Southwick, probably maybe, because Mike. Well, no, no, probably not. No, now that I thought about that, <laughs> Southwick will tell you they have to go fuck right off. Uh, so, who are you left with? Uh, who am I forgetting right now? I'm not forgetting anybody. That's no, it. That's it, it. All right. So yeah. So you basically have what? You got Paula, Redbud, Millville, High Point, Crawfordsville. That's it. Dude, it's fucking stupid. And and also, I'm not a a mathematician by any means, but you said 11 rounds outdoors, right? And 16 rounds Supercross? 17. 17. Okay. Why are we only taking one round off of outdoors? Probably because we're not going to Paula twice. Well, you're not going to be going to a lot of tracks twice at all. You won't be able to get any tracks once. Oh, my God. Oh, fucking hell. Like, dude, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And here's the thing, too. If you're saying it's Monster Cup style, okay, you add all this extra money in, are they going to do it at the end of Outdoors? Is that like yeah. what they've... Okay. You're not going to get anybody to compete in that. You're not going to sit there and tell me you're going to... That's have why dudes. they're
1: putting up $10 million.
2: I don't think at that point a lot of these dudes are even going to be able to... They're even going to give it's
1: a shit. Honestly, so honestly, what I think is going to happen is I think it's going to be... Um, like the top twenty something dudes are gonna qualify into these three rounds or something. I, I'm not really sure. I haven't like from what I understand, you're gonna have to compete in both series to qualify for these three rounds at the end I of just the year. Don't see on top of that, here is here is the what Cooksey thinks is gonna happen is it's they're gonna they're gonna go to teams and force teams to force these guys to sign deals that says you cannot go ride World Supercross. You have to ride Feld SX, so it MX, and the Grand National Series. And so it begins. Or you can't qualify for the Grand National Series or something something and like that. so uh-huh. it begins. Uh-huh. A la PGA Tour and live. Feld
2: and, God, that really sucks that Prater and Gendro and all them are actually in fucking
1: Mike Mewy. The thing is, is why do you want to try to compete? The Saudi group is basically an unlimited budget. They effectively
2: will kill both of their series. Cause here's the thing. Look, <laughs> this is gonna be an asshole comment, but I can say it too, because, you know, I've fucking been in the sport my entire life. Moto people, we're not the smartest people in the fucking world. We we have some common sense, but we're not the smartest fucking people in the world. But the one thing you can I can tell you about moto people, especially professionals, they don't like being given option. Like they don't like giving ultimatums. Oh, you have to sign this, or but you can do this, or you have to do that. You will effectively kill both of your fucking sports, and they will tell you to fuck right off, and we will go do World Supercross, and we just won't race in America unless it's on our own terms. You start giving the top dudes ultimatums, you either do this or you do this, motocross people don't like threats.
1: I mean, dude, all you got to look at is when you look at what the live golf people are paying out for those top guys. To pay them to come play their series. On top of, they'll pay them the purse to win the series type stuff or whatever. Or the the golf rounds, whatever. however the fuck yeah. you call it. Whatever. Anyway. I'm not golf savvy. Yeah, anyway. Whatever. So you don't think that they want to have Chase Sexton? You don't think they want to have Cooper Webb? Which we'll get to him in a minute. You don't think they want to have fucking Eli Tomac? Newsflash. They're paying Ken Roxon and Eli Tomac. Eli Tomac, again, we don't know. He just said on Pulp that, like, yep, just back up the money truck and dump it out. Ken Roxon's getting three quarters of a million dollars to do three rounds in the first year. So you don't think they're going to go after these other guys? And, oh, by the way, hey, we're going to pay you $5 million to come ride our series. You only have to ride. You only have to race 12 times. Yeah. Or you go over here, you're going to make a couple million bucks. You're going to have to ride fucking, what is it, 20, 28, uh, 31 races. So I'm going to make half the money and I got to race 30 times, like three times as much. Yeah, I'm going to go over here. Here's the thing that's going to start happening is you're going to see a
2: lot of Americans, especially when they get used to doing the World Supercross and traveling in that sense, that a lot of guys, if you see some of these younger kids that start getting ultimatums and they don't feel like it's the right trajectory in their career path, they'll go do World Supercross. And and, and I know that before this statement would never hold any weight, mm-hmm. but now I feel like it's going to hold weight. If a lot of these dudes still want to ride outdoors, this will be a way to push guys over to racing GPs and just, hey, we're already traveling the country to ride fucking Supercross. We'll just go do fucking outdoors over there, too. They're
1: not going to. They're, they're not going to. Like.
2: No, I. I if if I, what you're saying is true, I wholeheartedly disagree with you. There are a lot of dudes that still love to ride outdoors. If they're getting threats. But they'll
1: Cooper Webb They'll go. will ride it in their off off but there's week and a, lo- at a local lot of, race. But there's a
2: lot of dudes that are better outdoor riders that know that they can make more money riding GPS. Well,
1: well yes, and there will be guys like that. There will be. I'm not Fred, Freddie top- Noren's, that kind of stuff. But any of these guys that can ride Supercross worth a damn are gonna go do it. Here's the other thing too.
2: I think Chase I Sexton think, might be your your outlier.
1: I think it's. I think it's only a matter of time before the GPS are affected by this too. Nah. Uh, it.
2: No, they, they won't be affected by it because there's teams that'll still pay them just as much money to ride GPS as the World Supercross teams will pay them. Like Claudio DiCarly will pay his dues just I, as I'm, much.
1: I, I understand that, but yeah. I but I'm what I'm saying is is that that series has an issue too. But Cause their issue is because char- go- they charge more than than outdoors does to race it, and they don't
2: pay out. But their issue has been going on for a long time, and it's never been an issue.
1: It's. <sighs> The only
2: issue they have is is that bro, some of these countries bro, they go to the
1: top, however many dudes didn't ride the qualifying race three rounds ago. I know, but they still race. That's a fucking issue. It
2: is an issue, but that's that's them. Things and- are
1: things are starting to come to a head, and when you see it, how long is it before they buy out either the MXGP series or the outdoor series here? How long, uh, over how long, here over here I don't know but how ju- long is it before they buy one of, before the Saudis will, decide they want to buy one of those too and do something about, I don't know
2: about here but Giuseppe will not allow he won't sell out He he like he won't sell out
1: If he won't sell out then at some point I mean look David Coombs can say whatever the fuck he wants He's a hooker for money like the rest of us
2: Stuff over here I can tell you this right now with certainty will we know it's going to be affected but the GPs, you gotta remember, their shit. They've been dealing with that a lot longer than we I have. Know. the grand The Grand Prixs are not going anywhere. It, the Grand Prixs hey. outdate everything. You gotta remember, the Grand Prix have been going on since the in like the invention of motocross. Yep. But at it's, some point,
1: the guys are going to want to get paid. They it, get
2: paid. They get paid handsomely. You don't think J- Jeremy Sewer makes as much money as like some of our top dudes over? Here. He's making like two million dollars a year, and he's not even a championship guy. Tim Geiser probably makes four million. Hurlings, I don't fucking know how much money he's making. He's making more money than probably everybody because he's got a lot of side deals. The top dudes over there get paid way more money than our guys do.
1: Well, Paul Jonas probably makes a million But that's dollars. also why there's 15 dudes on the gate.
2: But see, that's the thing, though. you got to remember, that doesn't matter to them.
1: I'm just saying, I dude, I think it's only a matter of time before... Something gets that series gets affected also,
2: but okay. so my this. question to you is: is How is it going to be affected though?
1: I don't know because it won't be I'm affected. Sure. It, I don't have I don't have a good answer for it that. It won't be affected but in the way that ours gonna, this do. is. This is going to trickle down. Look at what it's doing to our series already. Feld isn't even affected by this. Our, and look at what's happening. But our series though, <sighs> like literally, this series is going on after
2: completely separate. But you know, but see, here's the thing though: You could say that Davey Coombs and Luango are one and the same. But the difference is, is that the guys over here, we know this for a fact. We don't. We can, we can assume we have an idea of what GP guys make, but nobody's mm-hmm. ever real. There's only a few people over here that have ever seen actual contracts. But we we know the guys over here don't get they don't get paid what they're worth. Yeah. Over there, yes, they're not getting paid purse money, but their teams shell out an ass load of money to. But them. I'm not talking about the guys on the teams. Who are you talking about, though?
1: I'm talking about the privateer dudes over there too. But like the privateer stuff
2: doesn't I've told you this before, it doesn't exist over there. There's no real such thing as privateers. The privateers and, are guys
1: starting their own teams. And let's let's even go a step further here. You've already said th- these teams are gonna get filled by Europe guys also. Yeah. Like this is not gonna be a strictly American series. Yeah. How but, long is it before they throw so much money at a Tim Geyser, at a Jeffrey Hurlings, whatever, that they can't help but walk away? And then when I think you start to see that, like. The, those guys over there, too, are also going to realize I can make the same money or maybe even a little less. And I only got to ride, I only got to do 12 races. But their mindset is a lot different than our guys over here. Mm. Our guys are
2: used to the glitz money and glitz. makes the
1: mon- monkey dance everywhere, dude. Like, I just don't you're know. If that's get, hol- don't get me wrong, you're going to get a few that the money isn't going to make the monkey dance. That's fine. That, that's going to happen.
2: But you got to also remember, too, guys over there, because they know that it's going to take them a lot longer at Supercross because they didn't grow up riding it. You also got to factor in too, the money thing is big, and we know that holds every, that holds weight. But a lot of those guys are not going to accept go from winning all the time to being a fifth, sixth-place guy. Like Tim Geiser, you think Tim Geiser would like going from winning four fucking world championships to now he's just a fifth-place guy? To
1: getting paid world championship money? Still,
2: I don't think Tim Geyser, though. We know his background. That's a thing with him. I don't think money is a big deal to him. He he's got, to talk got about- titles. Yeah, it as is. As
1: long as he's still getting but he's money, winning. as long as he's still getting money. And if he doesn't have to, I mean, dude, you have to get it down to the nuts and bolts. If I don't have to work as much and I'm gonna get paid the same, I'm gonna not work as much. I just don't know. Like it's I said, it's that simple. I just,
2: I, th- I think I have to disagree with I'm you.
1: I'm a worker, and even I'm like, dude. If I'm digging ditches and all of a sudden they're like, hey, by the way, you can use this backhoe. You're gonna get paid the same as what you were getting paid to shovel the fucking thing and you can work half the time and do twice as much work. Well, sweet, then that's what I'm doing. Just, and I'm I have a worker bee mentality. I just don't know if that holds true with those guys over there, man. Dude, yeah, you're I, I'm not sure that we're going to see it and say the next 5 years really affect it, but it's going to trickle to the point that it's going to affect it. Man, I just I, I will say that the GPs is the last series that's going to be affected, and obviously we see that because they're not making any sweeping changes here for the first year. But it's going to get affected I think down be, the road.
2: I think it'll be affected. I'm not saying it won't be, but I just don't think it's going to ever affect the top guys. I just don't think so because, once again, those guys are used to winning, and I don't think that they can accept going from winning all the time to now we're getting beat all the time. Like
1: People do it all the time. Look Her, at us over Herling,
2: here. Hurlings doesn't. Hurlings will not accept being a, just go from winning all the time to being a fifth-place guy. That's not in his DNA. Like I, I agree with you. If you make just as much money, maybe a little bit less to doing less work, yes, everybody's going to go to it.
1: Hurlings only had, Yeah, but again, Hurlings Herling, doesn't Herling does like does Hurlings isn't in the conversation. Hurlings has openly said he's looking to sign one more contract for two to three years, and then by then he's going to be whatever. Young,
2: it might affect... And so then I don't he's going to be out. I don't think it'll affect the current top 450 guys. It might be this new wave But who do you think they're going to
1: sign from over there? Is it going to be Fevra? Is it going to be Timmy G? Like, right, like within the next mm-hmm. year. I don't
2: yep. think it'll be Tim Geiser. I think that Jeremy Sewer, I think Prado, and I think Fevra are, and, and Maxim Renault are the four guys that are in consideration mm-hmm. for I think those are the four dudes that'll be like, yep, we'll go into it because we're, and Renault really likes supercross. Fevra, I disagree that he should ever ride a supercross track again. <laughs> I just don't want to see him snap his femur in half. Yeah. Sewer, <laughs> supercross fits his fucking style. And who was the other one that I just said? Uh, uh, Prado? Prado. Prado, I just think he's all about the glitz and the glamour, and he's the one exception that's like, that. Yeah,
1: he is one of those guys that's going to get paid the same yeah, to ride less. Yes,
2: yep. because he will... He's always wanted to come to America, mm-hmm. so he's expressed... So yeah, like I don't disagree, and it's going to affect it. It just... It, the GPs will be one of those where it affects it the least. It'll affect it, but it'll be
1: it'll the It'll be least. the slowest rollout to affect it. Yes. So... Um, okay. Now, in talking about Two, with this, the you're going to have to sign for over here, or you're going to have to sign for over oh, there. Yeah. They're not going to get to co-mingle. Uh, have you heard about the Cooper Webb thing? And this was, I haven't heard this This was of brought up on Jace's podcast, so shout I out saw, to Gypsy Tales and Sleeter and, and that, Jace.
2: I saw a thumbnail that they were talking about, yeah, like 500000 so, or something. So Cooper
1: has been offered half a million bucks to go race those races this year.
2: Those three rounds? Mm-hmm. From who though? There's no series. The series. Bro, who's
1: he gonna ride for? I don't know. There's no Austrian brand. I don't know. Doesn't matter. So, but I think, and again, they're a little bit fluid over there. The MDK stuff. And but, well, I think MDK is a ride whatever you want type deal. Okay. Okay. So, and again, too, I also think that even though they said, oh, you have to have teams, I think they do. They also did say at some point in something I heard that there's wild card spots.
2: So here's the thing, though. So
1: I believe, but but okay ktm told him no yeah because they still technically i hate to use this but they still own him
2: yes and they can tell him no yes and you can't breach the contract so in
1: in this 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 is okay you're getting to my point here this was brought up on gypsy's podcast and i want to get your opinion on this so ktm tells him no Mm -hmm. you entered into a contract with us you're contracted to ride these races we have even let you out of some of your races because he was supposed to race outdoors Mm -hmm. we let you go on maternity leave whatever So you have a contract.
2: I don't ever get old.
1: But at the same time, we all know these teams. If you're not doing well, clippy fucking clippy whenever and we're not fucking paying you, get fucking lost. So, yes, there's a contract that says this, and you entered that contract and you signed that contract. So you're technically liable for that contract, but technically the team's liable. But technically at any point, that team can clip you without Mm-hmm. voiding the contract or I mean I guess you can take them to court but whatever so so my question to you is is this right or is this wrong for them to say nope
2: no because they're contradicting themselves
1: yes so here's the okay here, here's my question and here's my is that
2: what you thought I was gonna say
1: I no, I mean I didn't know what you were gonna say here's my, I'm, here, I'm here's just, my yeah okay here's, I mean I figured we're more of a rider-based yeah. show, yeah. so I figured you were going to be more rider-based. Yeah. Of like, he should be allowed to go do it.
2: So here's my question to you: Is okay, half a million dollars? I don't, I don't really know what Cooper's making. Probably a couple million. Okay, so I, like, I would two, say two, two. Okay, so two, and then obviously bonus. Yep. Um. So he goes and pay, gets paid. He fucking rolls the dice and goes, "Fuck it, I'm going to breach my contract. Whatever happens, happens." And they just like, "Oh, they were just bullshitting the, whatever." goes and makes five hundred thousand for three rounds whatever mm-hmm. happens here's my question to you we already know he was going supercross only yeah he comes back though anaheim won january whatever it is 2023 doesn't have a ride what does he do does he say <sighs> i just made 500 grand no
1: and-? no 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 that he's not one of those guys that, that would be a thing so what do you think would happen that's my question he would be riding something else that, okay, e- so I, easily. Dude.
2: No, no, I'm not saying you wouldn't have a ride, but my that's my question to you is I'm I'm answering your question with another question. Because I think that's what he should do. Because I think the whole KTM thing is going to be a fucking do, mess. Do you
1: know how bad KTM looks if they take their two-time champion and say, yeah, get fucking lost?
2: Do you think they really care, though, at this point? <laughs> I mean, they've been looking, They need to care. They look like they fools. Ca- they
1: need to care. They look like fools now anyway. Yeah. They need to care.
2: Oh yeah! Uh, no, I, I mean I they agree. can they, they should. can do that. Yeah,
1: and all of their brand recognition in the industry goes bye bye. Like all of their brand credibility goes bye bye. I think
2: he should roll the dice and say fuck it. i will go make 500 grand no matter what I place. But then it's like, what does he do when he comes back for January, whatever? Twenty twenty three.
1: This be, this begs the question though too of okay, what do the, what do guys' contracts look like going forward this next year? Yeah.
2: I would say because... Like, we do their new
1: contracts have in it that they cannot go ride World Supercross? Do their new contracts... There's going to be a clause. There's su- going to be... There's going to be a clause. Look, I don't know... This what, is going to get interesting.
2: It just... Oh, my man. And then, yeah, it just... It really... It's going to be very interesting for the top guys. I think the mid-level dudes, they go over there and do it, that you know, throw their name in there. There's no problem there. But the top guys, (laughs) this is going to get real fucking dicey
1: moving forward. Really quick.
2: It's going to get real dicey for some guys, and I just really wonder. And see, here's the thing, too. I hope for some of these top dudes, they really trust their fucking agents, man. We've been critical of agents on the show, but I think now more than ever, this is going to be a time where you better have an agent that you trust Hey, good thing for fucking Lawrence Boys and Joe Schmoda and Chance Hymus. They got a badass agent to Lucas Myrtle. But we know there are some guys out there that we know their agents don't have their best interest.
1: Mm-hmm. And you could get fucked real easy. So your thought is is Coop should just buy his own bike and go do it? I think you should. Interesting. I don't know. what I, I don't know. Because I'm on the fence with that because... I agree there's a contract, but at the same time, these teams can say fuck you at any time. So, like, the contracts are really about worth as much as the paper they're written on. Fuck these
2: teams. Like, they're so fucking full of themselves. It's such a bunch of bullshit. I mean, I've seen it enough. And like you could even go back to like the whole thing with Stu and you yeah. listen to with JGO that year. My, they only, my only
1: my only contradictor, my only thing right now is like, dude, they they did give you all summer off. Like yeah. they did go. You said, hey, I don't want to ride. My chick's having a kid. Like I don't want to do outdoors, whatever. And they were like, okay, that's fine. Like we'll still pay you, whatever. But well, here's
2: the thing too. You could also look at from Cooper Webb's point of view and go, guys, I bought you brought you two fucking championships oh, yeah. in two years, and you can't get your bullshit together. You're you're. When you're at that level, okay, when he won it in 2019, you were like, okay, you know what? Nobody saw that coming. Like, nobody saw that coming. Yeah. Coop can say whatever he wants. But he didn't fucking even see that coming. No. But then he goes, and he, I know that points wise, he wasn't there, but you could say that racing wise, 2020, had he not gotten hurt in, what was it, Texas?
1: Yeah. He
2: could have, he would have had a shot to win that title. He didn't. Eli won it, whatever. 2021, he wins a 2021 title. So he went two titles in three years. And then you have an off year
1: because of the bike, whatever. But you can also go. It's because of the bike. And by yeah. the way, I heard. So, when did him and Burner stop working together?
2: Middle of Supercross.
1: I heard they fired Burner after round one. <laughs> I don't remember what. I don't remember if it was what Jason's shot, show it? or somebody else. But somebody slipped and said, "Yeah, him and Burner quit working together after round one."
2: Wouldn't surprise me. So yeah, because Burner and it's like him out on his and bullshit. it's like wait
1: wait and it's like wait 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 time time out round one. He got second at the first round.
2: Yeah, and, and you fired the, case, the trainer then, it's probably because Burner fucking called him out on his bullshit. This was fucking- something
1: else they were talking about on Gypsy here. These teams, they tell you the trainer you have to go work with, and then you have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And this, and then, and they made the thing with like with fucking uh, football. Yeah, Tom Brady. They say, oh, you got to go work with this with these offensive coordinators. He doesn't have to fucking pay for that.
2: No, the only time he has to pay for it is if it's like a personal like yeah th- now like we're now now we or, are
1: now we are I think kind of switching at the KTM brand because they bought into the Baker's factory, mm-hmm. so I don't think that I'm not sure how that works.
2: But, but to my point with the Coop thing though, where I was getting with that is go yeah. look guys, like I brought you two championships, yeah. I bought you recognition that you haven't had since Dungy left. Yep, this fucking team looks like a shit show. Like, oh yeah. If I'm on this team and I'm looked at as one of the best in the world at Supercross, you need to get your shit together. It's not a like, good that's look. That's the thing is, is you keep bringing up Tom Brady, which is always a great reference in football. You want to have fucking Tom Brady, and I'm going to date this before the Buccaneers with the New England Patriots, and go, yeah, Tom Brady, we have the all-time greatest quarterback or whatever, and then we're fucking picking fifth-round fucking wide receivers, Retired, and I know, retire, retire, guys. Yeah, and I know the football people probably get in here and jab me for it because I know it's happened. There's exceptions, but it goes: you're not going to have the best quarterback in football of all time, and then your whole fucking offensive line. That, that's a better example. Your offensive line is a bunch of undrafted fucking free agents. Mm-hmm. And I'm not comparing AP and Volan to that, but what I'm saying is how KTM has been this year as a whole. Yeah, it's been so unorganized. And if I'm Coop going. Look, what the fuck, dude? Like, you make the. I've made your the team whole, look good. The and whole you look thing like, is, they're
1: all in on, on what's it called? They're all in on MotoGP. Yeah. That's it. They they have they have transitioned. Well, were, then
2: they failed Cooper Webb.
1: They were all in on Moto for a long time here. They've won everything they want to win with that, and now they're all in on. Well, yeah, I
2: mean, KTM is literally, well, actually, you know what? And it might happen this next year. They still haven't won a Supercross, 250 Supercross title.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't, since think they Marv, care. Since I don't think Marv. they care about... Well, so, yeah. So, they have won one. But they
2: haven't won a 250 outdoor title. And that's what I was saying. They might win it this next year. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, maybe. Maybe. That's why I'm saying they might. Uh, but, yeah. I don't know. Then they, You know what? Then they failed Coop. They failed Cooper. Yeah. They failed him.
1: <sighs> it's just interesting. I don't know. Look, it, me, it, you know what,
2: Coop? Go take the fucking $500,000 for riding three rounds. Because guess what? It don't really matter what you get. You're still getting paid. Yeah. Go fucking make the half a million dollars for doing nothing. Yep. Because let's be real. I don't think his next season, next year is going to be that great. No, it's not going to be so great either. until he goes to star in
0: 2024.
1: Maybe. No, we'll see. So, um, all right. Uh, also, with the World Supercross, Dino has signed for that. Yep. Um, so that's cool. So we are we are getting some international flair there and some some names. The whole team is international
2: with yeah. Kenny, Dino, Wilson Todd, and Max Anstey. Yep. Whole so, team's international.
1: And so have you? So I did hear that Brayton has. They've announced him with Moto Concepts, but I don't know that he's actually signed to that team yet, hmm. because he because they're having the Supercross in what's it called again?
2: Gen- Geneva? No, or no, Percy? Uh, uh,
1: no, no, in um, Australia they're doing oh, the Supercross yeah. series again this year, and he's the defending champ because hmm. they didn't have it last year. So yeah, that heard, team. So I heard he's trying to go to Uriev's team. Yeah. To be able to do the australian series as well as this
2: because that team basically looks like freeze and cole Sealy on 250s and then it would have been him and oldenburg 450
1: yeah yeah so i don't know that's interesting that i heard i heard that this week um yeah so like i said dino's in for world supercross and i think that's it that i have for world supercross so moving on to some silly season stuff (laughs) here had some really good news this week. Marv is signed. That's my good news. Okay. That's my fucking good news. Supercross mo- only. But I but I heard from I heard on Pulp on Monday that he had an offer from KTM for outdoors. Mm. I'm not sure. I think it was for a 250 deal actually. And he didn't want to do it. Yeah, because that's fucking stupid. I don't know if he had a 450 deal too. I can't remember what he said. That's but he did have the- a deal to ride that's outdoors. That's a
2: slap in the fucking face. Yeah, Marv, we're going to let you ride a 250. What? I don't know. It's a slap in the fucking well, face. I don't care any way they try dude, to spin it. do
1: you want to hear more of a slap in the face? His 2023 deal has been held up by Dunge. They were waiting to see if Dunge wanted to come back and ride, do everything Dunge, next year. Is Dunge
2: Because I know there's been talk of that. He's coming back?
1: Uh, as of right now, nothing has been signed. A.K.A. I don't like his wife's not stoked about him riding no, she period not stoked about him coming and, back at all and when he talked somebody asked him about it last week and on something i was listening to and he basically said he's like yeah you know if we do come back oh maybe it was michael Lindsay. i'm vital he's like yeah you know maybe if we do come back he's like we're gonna have to move and i don't think she wants to move no she probably doesn't want to move where, where are they live Are they still they're, in, and, they're in minnesota
2: yeah she probably doesn't want to move to california she's been there done that no, shit or florida he was
1: talking florida he was talking Florida. Still probably
2: don't want to move to fucking
1: Florida. Yeah, so that's what's been holding it up. From what I understand, fucking they Dunge. were waiting on Dunge to see what he signed for next year. And from, from what I understand now, because Marv has signed for SX only, that's fine. But there is talk that Dunge is going to come back and ride outdoors I will tell you next this, year.
2: I will tell you this. How I have been pleasantly surprised at certain rounds for outdoors. Giving Dungey all the credit in the world. He is obviously one of the greats. I will tell you this right now. His transition back into racing... It's definitely going to be a lot easier. For outdoors
1: than going back into Supercross. Yeah, he should not go back and ride Supercross. Not
2: to say that he would get hurt or anything stupid. No. But he's not gonna be where he's at in Supercross where he is in outdoors right now. Nope. He's gonna go from being a four to six guy outdoors where he's gonna be lucky if he gets top ten in Supercross.
1: So at least Marv has a deal. And I'm not From what I understand, he's been testing he's been testing production stuff for KTM. I wish
2: it wasn't with KTM.
1: Yeah. Me too. I like I'm kinda sad about that because I'm like, dude they have been slapping you in the face here
2: go to a team that'll fucking appreciate you yeah. Jesus christ dude I
1: yeah mean, it's, it's ridiculous but where does he go
2: that's that and i know that that's a problem that's the big question yeah. where but would he go
1: it's just and it's, then on top of that like he's so late in his career it's like dude so what's he gonna go somewhere else for one year and the bike's not gonna be set up it, the way though, he wants like how don't
2: ridiculous don't is it though that a guy that won a fucking 450 supercross main and was pretty much top five the entire year can't fucking find a ride somewhere
1: has the only win in the u.s for ktm yeah how Dude, that just shows
2: the state of this fucking sport about how Man. dumb
1: some of these fucking team owners are and this is why world supercross is changing the industry as we know Oh it. yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so last thing i have here as far as uh as far as silly season stuff goes colt nichols out of his
2: star country, is out
1: of star going
2: to rocky mountain ktm probably
1: is that what it is
2: mark mckenzie there's no affiliation, I think, with Butler Brothers to Mark no. McKenzie.
1: No, no, no. Somebody this week made that very clear.
2: Yeah, so Mark McKenzie was the money guy, which is, I'm pretty sure, I'm going to assume because of the different last name, Ethan Lane's stepdad. Yeah. Because yes. it's 83 compound. Uh, I didn't realize that, like, it was his stepdad. I didn't realize that Mark McKenzie was Ethan Lane's stepdad. Okay. I didn't know the connection there, uh, but his stepdad. So Colt, because he was supposed to come back at Unadilla. Yeah. Now that's not happening. He parted away from Star. I guess he rode a little bit and like it didn't go well. Some of the injuries still affected him. But the last thing I heard is that he's probably going to be on whatever that team looks like the Rocky Mountain team. Interesting. So I'm going to assume that that's going to be a good transition over to World Supercross.
0: Yeah, we probably. The Colt's a Supercross guy.
2: Yep. So I think that that's really cool. Good for Colt. Um, I'm really glad that Forrest Butler is going to have nothing to do with that team. Because mm-hmm. um, we know that Colt. We know, outdoors he's good. He's average. Yeah. But we know that he shines in Supercross.
1: So. So here's a here's a good question I just thought about. So we're talking about the World Supercross versus the the American Series uh-huh. stuff here, okay? Yeah. So if they're making guys sign these contracts that say they have to race the American Series, they cannot go race World Supercross. What's Genova going to do? Because what I mean, do you think they're just going to let Genova walk in there and be like, yeah, we're here to ride. We're here to ride. And then, if they do, does that trigger a thing of, like, now we're going to get some more private teams because these top dudes that are going to want to go over there and ride World Supercross are also going ri- to want to ride American Supercross. So then we're going to have top privateer teams with top fucking dudes on it.
2: So you've already seen kind of a changing of the guard as far as the private teams go. I know that they haven't won any championships yet, but you're looking at what Genova's well, RCH. done. Well, Not Well, yeah, yeah. Not indoors,
1: though. Yeah. Yeah, okay.
2: But you're looking at what Genova's done with it, Moto Concepts. Yep. You're looking at what club is starting to become. Yeah. It is a big deal that they signed j Whatever people's opinions of, it's a big fucking deal. That's the biggest signing they've ever had. Yep. And even though, once again, you're not talking about the results, you're seeing that the media and the press they're getting, you're seeing what Hep Suzuki is doing. Yep. You're kind of starting to see these teams. It's slowly starting to become more and more prevalent. Yep. I think that Genova will not allow... Feld and Davy Coombs to say, fuck off. You have to pick one or the other because Genova will go, well, then you know what? I'm taking a fucking bunch of dudes that'll go ride for my team. I'm taking them with me because I don't think as much as Genova has changed things because that's the thing. Genova is the first private owner in a very long time that made a 450 team, took a guy to a victory because you got to think he built his team way back in the late like 2010 ish when he was. Yamaha. Yeah. And then Brayton, I know, is, you know, whatever. You can talk about RCH, and you can talk about what uh, Bobby Regan has done with Star. Yep. But it's like, Genova did something with a team <sighs> that had never really been done before. You know, when everybody talks about JGR, but it's like, well, JGR, there's... You can say, like, they were getting help from Yamaha and yeah. you know, all this kind of shit. Yeah. I just don't see how Mike Genova will... He's either gonna say, Hey, you're giving me an option, well then I'm gonna give you like an ultimatum. You either allow me in or I'm taking my ball and I'm going over here.
1: Yep. You know? It's a super interesting thing to see how this is gonna play out because like I said, I could see them getting shitty, which is super weird. The super weird thing to me is that Feld is getting shitty because yeah. it's like it doesn't fucking affect you. Yeah. All this is gonna do is grow you. It's almost
2: like they're being it's almost like they're being proactive. And they're trying to get to they're trying to get there before it actually can affect them. But I don't see it affect I didn't see it affecting Feld for two, three years. It wasn't what's it gonna affect anyway? The series at a completely different time. Why would it affect Yeah you? I don't I don't know what's going on there's gotta man, and we'll never know. There's something more going on with this because like Feld doing business with Davy also yeah. is real funny It's sh-
1: been going on for years. Yeah, whatever.
2: Years. Sh- so, honestly, it's real shady to me. Like,
1: why why would Dave
2: Prater and Gendro and the powers that be at Feld want to have anything to do with a guy that has essentially trashed your fucking series for how many
1: many years ago was it that we couldn't even mention Supercross at an outdoor event? I know. Yeah, I know. And here's the thing, too. Supercross
2: still really doesn't mention outdoors. I mean, I know that they've made comments, but that's the thing, though. That shows you something is going on here. Something is really going on here behind the scenes, and I'm really curious to see what it is. Because why would a big corporation like Feld give two shits about what Davy Coombs is like?
1: I don't know. Um, I mean, it's obvious that they're worried, but,
2: but it's but weird though because once again, you're right. It does. It's not going to affect them for
1: like a few what do they What the do they think World Supercross is going to grow to twenty something rounds? I mean, maybe, but that's fucking weird I too. Mean, the GPS are twenty rounds. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but that's weird too. I don't know. I'm not sure, dude. This is the Saudi
2: group. This is something we're on new grounds right now. We, we are have never look. Feld is big. Feld is fucking huge. But the Saudi group like transcends that, and we as a sport have never had this like money backed.
1: I'm getting so tired of hearing too that like, why would they spend this money? Why would they spend this money? Look, what they're spending on, what they're spending on super world supercross is a drop in the bucket. Look, they find that money in their couch pocket. They couch pay those golfers hundreds of hundreds millions. of millions each and yeah. you're you think they're worried about 50 million bucks and once again you also talk about to the guys
2: that are putting this together you know why are they doing this well why the fuck did Adam Bailey see a series in the V8 supercar series They why yeah and he turned it into hundreds of millions of because they can They like multiple
1: they can. multiple times the money of those investments of those team owners in that series yeah
2: and everybody in that fucking series says thank
1: you mm-hmm. so um, yeah
2: so, not that this is new. We've talked about this, but it was confirmed yesterday at Lomel. Uh Tom VL, it is official. He is KTM next year. Uh, he is supposedly going to be riding Supercross. I'm going to assume East Coast. So, it was official yesterday. They made a signing. To, oh, really? Yeah, they, they they made it official. They did an Instagram post. Every Interesting, thing. because
1: but, I heard there was a slight outside possibility. If he loses this title, he can stay there.
2: Yeah, no, it's uh, it was official yesterday. Interesting. They did the whole Instagram post. Yeah. Meyer was in it. Um, I didn't read the post, yeah. but I saw the photos. They made it a big deal. It is official. Okay. He is KTM USA next year. I'm going to assume 250 East because they want to give him some time. Which I know that we said we weren't going to talk about MXON, but actually leads me to believe that he might not be their 250 pick because he might literally end this championship and then go and then come over here to start training. Which France will be fine because they'll <laughs> have Benestant, that dude who's basically yeah. probably taking his spot. So they'll be. It's not really affecting them. as but I started to think about that yesterday. I was like, oh, I was like, he might not actually go do MXON. He might want as much time as possible. Yeah, maybe. And also the team. Here's the thing, too. Even though Vial, he's French, but he speaks English. He's a smart kid. He's got the flash of America in him. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to learn because this is like a kid that has never, as far as I know, ever been to America. Yeah. Like, I don't know how much, co- like, he's conversations he's had with the U.S. team over here. So that's another thing, too. They're going to need as much time as possible to be like, hey, dude, we need to get to know you. Yeah. So, yeah, he might not even ride MXON. He might just <laughs> say, hey, man, I, I'd love to ride for the country, but I need to start learning super. And he has some experience with it. So, like, it's not a sh- like getting thrown into the water. Yeah. But he's going to need time to develop, and they're going to need to develop that bike because that's another thing, too, we haven't really talked about. He's going to go from riding, like, the fucking dream bike of all dream 250s to... A stock one. A stock 250. So, but I thought I'd mention that. It's pretty cool. It's good that they finally got it out of the way, so it's not going to... But uh, that's why I made the comment that Max Bullen really needs to keep
1: yeah building. Yeah.
2: So um, Also, did you say you had something about Justin Cooper? You said you'd been hearing things?
1: <laughs> so I heard we, that, that might not be a possibility. We just asked him anything for next year yeah and he said i'll be with star that was all he said but he said yeah i'll be with star
2: see michael Lindsay, when he did his whole report like he had heard rumblings that that might not be true there's some talk. I, I guess don't know. the 450 thing, like we had all heard. That's
1: like the biggest question here, I think, right now with with next year is like where the fuck is Justin Cooper well, gonna be?
2: And that's the thing is too. It's like okay, now it's official. He's 450, whether he likes it or not. Oh but yeah. It's like
1: if he's not on Star, which we we each made a comment about that in a show too. Of like he didn't think that they would actually stick to their guns, and they sure shit are. I
2: mean they did. So you know what? And we had talked about this, and we are good for Feld for sticking yeah. to their. Good for them. Yep. But uh. Or the AMA, I'm sorry. Yeah. Whatever. MX Sports. Um, But that does make me wonder if uh, if he's not with Star next year, who the fuck is he going to ride for? I don't know. And I think Colt. And you know what? Good on fucking Bobby Regan and everybody at Star. For letting Colt out and early. same thing with J-Mart. And not like getting all but- hurt about it. Because I'm yeah. here to tell you, no offense to these other teams like Mitch Payton. I have so much respect for that dude. No offense to Troy, Troy Lee. No offense to some of these other teams. Some of these other teams would have not they'd be like, No what? Nope. Nope. You nope. Sorry. Can't mm-hmm. can't do it. And then be public about it. Good on Bobby Regan. And this mm-hmm. just shows like the level that he's like, hey, you know what? Whatever, dude. Yeah. I I respect that a lot. That is super fucking cool. And especially and I know people are like, well, you know, Colt Nichols won them a championship. I don't think Bobby Reed gives a shit. He could have nah. just been like, "Sorry, I don't care." Like, I have a bunch of dudes that won titles for me. Mm-hmm. I I think that's really cool on him. But yeah, to my to my thing about Coop, J Coop, if he's not on Star, who the fuck is he gonna ride for? I
1: don't know. Because
2: there's like we've talked about this. There's no spots. Well, there's that
1: new Ethan Lane team or whatever or him and, whatever. Him and Cole, him and Cole, yeah,
2: teammates again. Teammates again. Um, no, I don't really, I don't really have anything else. I mean, no.
1: All right. No, I don't, I don't, I don't have anything else either. I'm out of stuff on my list, that was a too. Lot of,
2: that was a lot of shit. The only thing I heard is, is Sexton got asked again about 250s for MXON. He's like, no, not
1: hmm. happening. I don't know. So, All right, well, this has been show 210 here. We're off for the next couple weeks because we got a break until Unadilla. Oh, oh. No, I don't want to pick winners.
2: No, no, I'm not picking winners. That's way too far away. Uh, do you think Kenny, with the level that Chase and Eli are at right now, we know how dominant Kenny can be, do you think that he can match that again? Because last time I checked, he's won the last three times we've gone there.
1: I don't know. Kyroli's coming back, too.
2: A lot of people are coming back. Dylan's coming back. Dylan's he's coming back. Dino's coming back. Kyroli. Yeah. Holy shit. It's a new series. I think
1: we're going to get to see Kyroli and Iron Man.
2: Oh um, I heard he's
1: doing the last four. So that'll be exciting. See that two, two, two.
2: It'd be really cool to uh, just... Like, hey, man, can you say Moto Aftermath show? Yeah. <laughs> Can I also talk to your wife? For like two your wife's seconds? awesome.
1: Your kid, I heard, is really cool. Yeah, I mean, so. dude, his dad's cool. So I don't anyway, um, I don't know, man. I don't have an answer for that. How know. wild would that be? If what? Kenny,
2: with the way wins?
1: Chase and Eli are riding right and now, and he wins?
2: and Kenny just goes one-one? Could be. I mean, he did it to Dylan last
1: year. Yeah, I don't know. He'd
2: be like, wow, Kenny. Just do you want the whole fucking <laughs> series to be Unadilla?
1: <laughs> Can we just ride Unadilla twelve times? Just
2: twelve fucking times. Ah, uh, no, that's the only thing I have left. That just it interests me because it's yeah. like. I'm pretty sure he's won the last three times we've been there. Hmm. So it's like, if he can up that pace yet again with the way that Eli and Chase are riding right now, that would be super fucking impressive. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. We'll find out. Last year, he went two seconds
1: faster in practice. So. <laughs> it's Ken Rockson style. Fucking Ken Rockson. So. All right. Anyways. All right. right. This has been show 210. Thanks to our presenting sponsors. Uh, energy Fuel, Premier Custom Trailers, TLR Code. did you fish your Energy Fuel, by the way? I did. I, I did. pretty much, I was going to say, I got I half a swallow oh. in the bottom. So. Go get yourself some. Go get that. yourself some. At- CoachRobStore.com Thanks everybody for tuning in. Like I said, we're going to be off the next couple of weeks here, so uh, we have no show until after Unadilla. But thanks for tuning in. We'll see everybody next time.